We ready to go? Off, yeah. Hello, hello, and welcome to this, the EM Printercast, another Carlton podcast. Brought to you, as always, by 121 Media and MGA. I am your host today. The Fubba Ganoush is in the lead chair. Sean has uh, handed over the reins for the day uh, against his, uh, his will. Nah. It's not uh, really against his will. No, nah, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. You've got a good start there. That's right, it's a good start. Um, as always, seated to my left is the uh, the man from Donvale University, Dr. Tim Davis. Timbo, how are you? I'm really good. Well, actually, no, I'm absolutely shit house. What am I talking about? Uh, I wasn't good last night. I, I, I actually came home and Elise came to give me a hug and I almost broke down. <laughs> and I thought, I know I ride this stuff hard. This, I ride this stuff hard. I love the Carlton Football Club. They've given a lot to me. It's been a hard ride the last 20 years. And last night, probably more than ever, I, 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 could, I could have cared less about the footy club than I ever have probably in my whole existence. So I was very disappointed. And, and it, just, it just gets you thinking, what are the important things in life? And... I know, I know we're going to have to go a couple of days just to get through this. And, and I'll front up when we play Gold Coast. I'll go again. I'll try and find hope and positivity. Um, i tell you what, thank Christ we fucking won the cricket last night because if, we'd if we'd found a way to lose that as well. Who is we? Oh, is that the uh, World Test Championship? That's exactly right. Right, oh. Uh, I could have been a broken man last night. <laughs> so uh, at least we were one from two. So uh, am I good, Fab? Uh, we're hanging in there. <laughs> To say the absolute least. And to my right, pouting away, I don't have an intro song for him. Um, I'm operating the panel today, so... Should have gone Danger Zone. <laughs> we may go Danger Zone, but later on. Um, is the one and only Sean Peter Budge. Sean, how are you? I'm very well, Fabian. How are you? And how's your week been? Very good. Box Hill had a fantastic win on Saturday, beat the undefeated Brisbane Lions. Played brilliant, brilliant footy. A huge win in the context of the year. Where do you um, sit on the ladder? Third. A uh, bit of a log jam. Is um, Brisbane just us. because they've got such a, a deep list that, um, that they're so good? There's a few things. Like Gold Coast have got a – they're second. They've got a, uh, a larger list. So they effectively okay. play with only listed players basically every week, which is difficult. Um, they're trading texts like <laughs> 14-year-old girls uh, in class. So this is good fun. Um, no, Brook Brisbane are just playing really good footy. They obviously don't have very many injuries. Um, they had a few guys as holdovers that didn't play in the VFL on the weekend. Uh, I think Reese Matheson might be injured, and he's obviously an exceptional player at the VFL level. Um, but no, the boys were awesome. They had a fantastic win. We've got a bye next week, and then we go up to the Gold Coast for another huge game, which is great. What's, you, the, what's their win-loss at the moment? Box Hill, yeah. eight and two. Jeez, that, that is good. So, so what were Brisbane? Were they undefeated? So they're nine and one. Very good. That was table good. clash. So then Gold Coast would be nine and one as well, I think. So play them in a fortnight's time. The how's high, the how's high, GWS going? Uh, I think they, they're sort of middle of the pack, I think. I think they're sort of okay. Yep. 
they they a little bit like Sydney. Sydney were very good last year and they they've they've had a really tough year this year, but I think they struggle for um top up talent from yeah, time to time. Yeah. So, and, and obviously their side's been tested with injury anyway. Yeah. So that so, just takes away from the talent. Oh, it does. Yeah. Which is sort of depth help, is so important. Well that's sort of helping Box Hill at the moment in the sense that um, this current crop of Hawthorne first year players is probably as good as it's been in at any time in the last four or five years. And they're all largely in now? And they're all largely fit. Yeah. So they're all, you know, even Emerson Jacker missed a bit of footy. He played again on the weekend. Uh, you know, Chad Wingard came back and played with us on the weekend. Wow. So, um, Did he get dropped? Or was he no, coming he's just back had, he's just had a lot of injuries. Yeah. So I'm not a fan of Chad. Early days I was. No, he was, oh, he was no, good on the Chad, weekend. Chad's electrifying. No, he was he good on the weekend. He can be. Yeah, yeah. Chad, Chad is... His one-handed scoop and goal against Chad is us next to Toby Green for mine. In a, as far as ability and outputs and capability no, he's got, and no, he's got the ability. Games. He's yeah. got the ability. I think he... Just had injury. Yeah. He, he's been let down. And, and I think he's a little bit wayward mentally. I, 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 think he's, I think he's just one of those players. Like, we talked about Tom DeConing and we should have been smarter and maybe looked to have traded him at the end of last year when his stocks were highest. Sometimes you've got to be pretty brutal in the way that you look at some of your players. And if, if you're not exactly what we need, when we need it and how we need it, if they can be superfluous to what your needs are, and you can reload with what you get out of these players, there's, there's a means to go forward very, very easily. Could you make an argument too that a player like Chad Widgard stop trying to turning him into something that he's not, just play him as a really crafty, small or high half forward? Game breaker that gets 12. Like Cyril Rioli made a career of 12 possession well, games on, with maximum 12, impact. 12 quality. Well, on the yeah, weekend for us, I think Wingard had 14 or 15. He kicked a beautiful goal. He set up. At least three others, yep. and you sort of went into the game that was decided by three goals. Yep. Um, he wasn't the difference, but he was a difference point. Well, when you look at a player like a Connor Rosie, he's now made the step where he can play midfield, he can accumulate. He's obviously got class everywhere. He can lay tackles, but he can still float forward and be a real game-breaking, um, mm. scoreboard-heavy footballer. And so he is a—he's a bit of both. Um, and he, he's an example of a guy who started as a half forward and then transitioned into being more than just a utility. Now, how many times have we drafted halfback flankers going, oh, we think we can transition him into the midfielder? They never do because they're just halfback flankers. Yeah, but, 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 but that half forward... These days, I, how important are impactful, high-quality... Skillful, yes. Halfback flankers? Incredibly. And how many of them have we got? Fuck all. Well, we should have two. We've got two of them. We've got one. We've got one. Well, we should have two. Two of them are all Australians. So yeah, and in, the, one. in that position. So yep. One. And, and uh, we'll touch on this later. <laughs> Tim? <laughs> He's been taking notes. I have. Um, it's the first time for everything. Brenda DJ, um, I don't even know the song. I can't remember what it was. Does, mm. any, did anyone get it right? Sure. Yeah, Money for Nothing was about Andrew Russell. I don't have you, you Money for Nothing was last week. I thought that was yes. week before. No, no, no Money was for Nothing week. was last week. And was if you got it right, a shout out to you. But um, generally, when you're the host of the show, you're meant to retrieve who's got the question right. Yeah. So well, Fab yeah. doesn't have that handy. But uh, there were people who got it right. Um, just, just as a bit I, of a background I, I, for I our. I don't know who any of those people are. So sorry to any of you who have That's um, right. if you participated got it, in this segment. If you got it right, pat, well your, pat yourselves on the back. So basically, what we've done, this is. We're obviously recording on King's birthday Monday, um, and obviously being a long weekend, and we had a Sunday night match that Sean wasn't able to prepare as masterfully as he normally does. Not true, but continue. You weren't able to prepare in time for a early again, morning Again, that's not quite true, but okay. continue. You, you just elected not to. You no, <laughs> again, that's wrong, but continue. So we, Tim and I, require an early record 
And so requested, requested, but also required. So either we do it early, or we can't do it. And for our listeners, who we love and appreciate so very dearly, we have said, well, uh, just put it, slap, slap something together for you guys, wing it, have a bit of fun. Sean has thrown over the keys and said he won't do that, but we. No, can. again, that's not what's no, happened. You said you wouldn't host, so no, we could host. No, again, that's wrong. So um, here we are. So hopefully we've got high energy, energetic. To make up for the lack of content. Sean <laughs> with us today. But, just, um, for, for, just for the interest of fairness, yeah. I said to them that because I had a big day yesterday doing all the Box Hill stuff, appreciate. knowing that Sunday night we're playing footy and that I wouldn't be in a position post-Sunday night to write the episode, totally I said, look, I can be ready to go for 12.30. I probably could have said 12 at an absolute pinch. By the time I get up, get my thoughts together, write the episode, get to you, yep. that was deemed unacceptable, basically. Be- just be- and, given, um, given the circumstances Fab, of it. Fab just suggested we, we just wing it. And uh, and I said, well, no. if that's the case. I'm pretty sure it was a one-word no, text I said, message. I said, if that's the case, then um, – you can host the show if you're interested in doing that. And you but said, what, sure. you were unwilling to host the show on a winging... No, because you host the show off a run sheet that I would write and you mm. didn't want me to write a run sheet. So what am I hosting the show off? Yeah, but you could write a five-minute run sheet. No, it won't be, as, won't, be, to, won't be the quality... No, but you wanted us to wing it, so I thought there's no point me hosting that show because... You thought... Oh. No, no, there's no point me hosting the show that you don't want me to write sort of thing. Sean Pettybudge. Let's... Um, <laughs> but we're here, we've got him. Um, got him! Hold on, hold on, Timbo. He's taught me how to use this. It's on here somewhere. It's on here somewhere. Is it still on there? Oh, yeah. Got him! <laughs> got him! Shot. Sorry, I shouldn't have pushed it twice. So I, uh, that's just a shout out to Scott Boland and those uh, two magnificent deliveries, which again, thank God that happened last so night. So I was under the impression we had it pretty much sewn up early. Oh, we, we Our first it, innings was... We had it sewn up on day one. Fascinatingly... Uh, and yeah, we, we've come off a tour. Was this of at India. Lords? I know this nothing. Is at the I Oval. Know, okay, this is I the know Oval. nothing about cricket. So basically, it's a one-off test. It's on a neutral ground. Yep. Uh, India won the toss. Obviously, you're playing in India. Green top wickets, lots of swing. More likely to favour a fast bowler than a spinner. They didn't want to face Stark, Cummins, Boland on morning one. They, well, were, they were cowards. I, they, they were they, cowards. So I, India won the toss and bowled, which. As a general rule, you just don't do. It, it, it shows a level of weakness and fear that your batsmen aren't okay. good so enough. So you always have a bat. You always, but in the ICC test rankings, best bowler in the, best bowler in the world is Ravi Ashwin. Didn't play him. He's a spinner. He's a spinner, but we played Nathan Lyon. Yeah, but they can't play Jadeja and yeah, Ashwin. Yeah, so it's, it's the fact that... They play yeah. Jadeja because he's batting. And he went out for the second ball in the innings that counted. Exactly. But, yeah, you can. the, the rationale was we don't need Ashwin on this deck, but we need yep. Jadeja's batting on this deck. Yeah, fair enough. So are we technically now ranked the best side We're the, the world, world champion. We're the world, cha- we're the world test champion. I put it to you two, are we the best cricketing team, test cricketing team going around? Regardless of... Yes. Yeah, we are. At the moment. At the moment. We are. We're, we're, a f- we're, we're, test- we're not a team without flaws uh, and, and our ashes to a which, again, the fact that as a lead-in, we've played a World Test Championship against India in London or in, in England as our lead-in. I would have liked us to have played a four-dayer in the lead-in to that again. Well, I agree, but they... Well, we it, just haven't it, learned it, the England's, lessons, England's team. played Ireland as a lead-in, and now Ireland is not a giant of cricket. 
we haven't we just haven't learned any lessons from the failures of playing in India, Tim, where we didn't do any warm ups, we didn't do any lead ins, we didn't. Uh, I mean, look, Smith's been playing county, Boland's been playing county. Obviously, Labuschagne's been playing for Glamorgan, but. Yep. Um, I think that when you're playing the biggest series in cricket, I would like us to have a measure or, or a greater level of preparation than we have. Well, you're you're probably a little bit young to remember, but you may be sufficiently well read to know and understand. But I remember when we went and and is the Borders Heroes book chronicles the eighty nine. So I was thirteen years of age in eighty nine, Fab, and um, we we were expected to go and lose 5-0. Like the, the the Poms had just beaten us out here in Australian soil in I think 86, 87 and uh, Chris Broad had killed us as openers, you know, Gower, all those sorts of guys. They, they'd smashed us. They, they had our number anyway. We'd gone over there and, and with zero expectations and exploded. I think, the, I think the fear is that when you go to a country like that and the same thing for India is I think – and this is where perhaps you need a greater level of bipartisanship – I think the fear is that we're going to go into India or we're going to go into England and we're going to play a county team or we're going to play one of the regional Indian teams. And what's even the point? Because they're not going to give us a wicket that we're going to be playing on anyway. Yeah. And and, and the point I was... what you would hope then is have the conversation and say, well, mate, when you come to Australia and want to turn up at the Queensland Academy of Cricket, going, we'll we'll give you some bouncy decks, we'll give you some stuff. We'll play our role as well. But I think the fear is... acclimated. I think the fear is even, um, you know, India famously, when that series became up for grabs, when we finally won a test... um, well, the next pitch was nothing like the ones before. Yeah. So exactly all of a sudden right. it was a road. Yeah. So correct. I think the fear is that if you play those warm-up games, as important as they are, they like to do them probably internally and have scratch matches now. But And in and, and 89, the point I was going to make is they did it as like a, about a four-month tour. So that's way and, too long. Well, it, it was too long, but I think they had a... Do England have four months of decent weather to play cricket yeah. in? Well, I mean, they played lots of um, you know, you know, three-day matches against counties. And so it ends up becoming a little bit of a... A showcase of cricket. Yep. Which so you're kind which, of on a two, a two, a it's tour. It's a genuine tour. It was probably the last of its type. I, I think so too. We we might have done it later, but we would have played three, maybe even four leading county matches before we played our first test that time around. And I and I think in the end, what happened in that tour and why Alan Border is regaled the way that he did is he he had a talented team, but they they weren't they weren't bonded. They weren't um, they didn't have a lot of belief. There wasn't a lot of confidence, and I think sound familiar. Yeah, and and I think they just went away, and they found a way to make it work. And I think Border was central to that. And uh, you know why? And, Uncompromising leader. At, com- absolutely, absolutely, it was. But I, I still remember you'd wa- I, at, in nine eighty nine. You'd wake up in the morning, and like because I was swimming in these days, so I'm waking up at like twenty past four. We're getting dressed. I'm, I'm getting dressed to go to swimming training, but wanting to know what the what do you get? Dr- what do you mean get dressed? Is. You put your little budgies on. That's yeah. it. So I'd have my swimming bag out. I'd have all the clothes that I'm going to wear, and all you got to do is pack um, uh, towel and jocks for afterwards. Mm. And you put your speedos on straight away, and you mm. go straight out to the car. It's a five minute drive to the Bulleen Swim Centre, so mm. which is no longer there. Dead. Dead. <laughs> Whereabouts was it? Uh, next door to Marcelin. Okay. On Bulleen Road. Okay. Across the road from Kerry Sports Grounds. Okay. Well, on the Veneto Club side? No, other side of the road to Veneto. On the Marcelin side? So on the Campbell Tennis Centre side. It was between It was between Marcelin and the Campbell Tennis Centre. Okay. And it's been... So that's it, further up on the... 
on the hill towards the towards the freeway on ramp. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. You know what I like about this, Tim? Old mate here, he stepped into the host chair. I can do this. Well, what are we running at the moment? That's ah, right. Never you mind. <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's I, information you don't need. I Sean. heard. I heard the phrase on the on the text. Him, you know, tight forty five. From tight forty five. Yes. On this the will, text. Well, this will be tight forty five. Okay. We'll, well, unfortunately, we do need to move on to mm. track and field. Uh, <laughs> no. To the the result that was last night against the Bombers. It was. Let's be honest. It wasn't entirely. Unexpected. Oh no! Which is not. which is sad, disappointing, in disappointing in itself. But um, the first question I have for you, Timbo, yes, is walking away from that, and I think a lot of Carlton fans feel this way. Is there an element of just emotional exhaustion now? No doubt, no doubt, because we we started this journey. Call it. 10 years ago, five years ago, whatever it is. It's eight. Eight. And... and That's that's the waiting draft, 15? Yep. yep. So we, yeah, we started with very little and, and we've progressively added talent and try and find a way to be able to blend this ability together to be able to get to a team that can compete. And obviously last season, you know, well talked about, eight and two, nine and three, as we've always said, the draw might have flattered us, but at the end of the day, we were getting the job done, and it was it was enjoyable. Going to games of footy was enjoyable. You, you, you weren't still convinced that you were going to see absolutely what you wanted to see, but you went in and thinking, we'll be entertained here. Now, winning... I, I had a $100 bet with a bloke at work that we wouldn't win. Essen supporter, he said, Carlton will beat us by 40 Yep. I said, mate, we might not score 40. And in the end, oh, how fucking close was I to that one? When they hit 7 7 49, I text him, I said, that's a winning score. We scored 53. So we only just outscored that. And that was obviously in the middle of their rampage. But we haven't scored 60 points for something like 10 weeks. Well, as somebody. West on, Coast, West Coast obviously being On, on, on Twitter, somebody said, we, in consecutive weeks, we've now scored six, six, and six goals. So they said, maybe that's the exorcism that we've needed. Uh, I'm not as hopeful that that is uh, our nadir yet. I think uh, there's a lot more pain to come. Uh, we won't beat the Gold Coast. They are they they have talent. They have a game style that they will stick to. And they're playing they, well. And they're playing good footy. And I think they're enjoying their footy. They they will take care of us last week. Uh, next week we will we will have checked out uh, ahead of the um, ahead of the bye, and. I would not be surprised if Michael Voss is not coaching us for the Hawthorne guard. I think that's where we're at. And that's the first game after the bye? Correct. Sean, do you agree with... Uh... Oh, I do. I concur. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Less is more, says Sean. Uh, Sean. Do me a favour. <laughs> He's getting good at it. Getting <laughs> good at something. So you're basically not going to answer... Anything. I told you I'm playing the role of Fabaganoush today. I'm going to sit here for 10 and 15 minutes I, at a time and not say anything. You'd have the AFL stats page open, That's true, you? I would. <laughs> I? Uh, no, I mean, look further to that. What more do we need to say? Michael Voss has absolutely categorically lost the playing group. Anyone who argues well, hold on, anything we'll get, other... That's, that's on the run sheet. We'll get to that later. No worries. No, no it is. But I, honestly, because I, I want to... Actually, I'll bring it forward to what you're saying. 
It's very unsure like of you. No, it's you've just fallen ass backwards. No, no, into no, 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 no. It's clear. No, it's not. That, that, well, that's what Sean would tell me that I have fallen yeah. ass backwards into it. No, but he's anyone who suggests that Sean, uh, that Sean that Vossi hasn't lost the players. He's not watching the game. He's not watching the game. They're just they're hoping for this miracle, this click that happens, and everything's. Harmonious and oh, well. We're all for stability. All right. Well, stability is the word that gets being thrown around. So, well, we're stably pro- providing six goals a week. So, we can concur on this podcast that it's clear and obvious that he's lost the players. So, where does this, where do we go from here then? In your opinion. In my opinion. Sean. Okay. Um, we need a circuit breaker, and the circuit breaker can be one of two things. It's the coach, it's a row in the locker room. Do we need to have a have an all in, as in just have it have it out with each other? We need something to cleanse what's going on. If people want to watch us play, some and they... Phil, uh, what's his name? McCracken. No, um, Cleary. Jeez, I've only got Phil Knight in my head. Phil Jackson, some some sage, some some yeah, burning, burning of the, some, yeah. no, well, I think the, the cleansing of the soul. We've told the story on the podcast before when Gary Neville's watching his Salford team play and they're playing poorly and they're losing to a team that they should be beating, and he just said they'd be better off having a row at halftime. They'd be better off just having a row, and I think we've got to the point now where that needs to happen. No more talk of, um, you know, uh, welcome to the party, pal Sam McClure, reporting on what Faber Ganoush brought to the table two and a half weeks ago. Very true. No more reporting on that kind of stuff going on. Just have it out. And if feelings get hurt, if people's noses get out of joint, so be it. Because we've reached a point where we need a circuit breaker, and if it's not the coach, people want to point fingers at the players. Um, this is a playing group that we saw last year, largely. This is a playing group we saw last year, and people can talk about soft draws, and that's just crap. We played a team in Sydney. It was a little soft. No, please. We played a team in Sydney who made the grand final. We're a fantastic team. We fucking obliterated them. In, and, and they kicked like six straight. In 10 minutes. Yeah. We, we wiped them off the face of the yeah. earth. We played Freo in that wonderful game. Freo had a fantastic year last year, and they're back to playing good footy at the moment. We played them off the park. They had no answer. No. Couldn't, Thing with couldn't that, deal with it. They couldn't deal with it. But This is the same they, team. But they did... We had to break them down more than once. They couldn't deal with but us. But we could do that too. Yeah. So it was – that was probably our most complete performance would be. But the, the problem we've got is – people. And, and we were exposed down back that day. This is it. People we want to talk about the playing group, Tim. People yeah. want to talk about the playing group. And you go, this is a playing group that showed at patches last year could play arguably some of the best footy played last year. Correct. That quarter against Colin, we spoke about it. It was just 30 minutes. But that was the, that was the, um, the most anyone got a hold of Collingwood all year. No, they couldn't handle it. So the idea that the playing group are the problem and the playing group are the ones, the playing group... No, it's the way the playing group are being prepared. It's the way that their confidence is being built. It's the way that their belief in one another is being built. It's the way their belief in the game plan and what they're being asked to do is being built. The stewardship of the group has That's the been, remit of the coach. Yeah. The remit of the coach and his coaching panel is to embolden the playing group. Yep. And it's failed. I couldn't agree with you more. It's failed conclusively. And if anyone wants to sit there and go, what does sacking another coach prove? It just proves that they're not the right man. Fabian said the tweet out last night, one of the rare occasions he says something with any sense, and it was bang on the money. The problem isn't sacking coaches. The problem is hiring the wrong coaches. Correct. And the worst thing you can do... And we had him there. And and, and We had him there. But the worst thing you can do is double down. Because I think the way that the football club is being run, it probably could have ruined Adam's career. So... The fact that he's avoided it, I think, is sensational. No, no, but 
for, for purely from a selfish perspective of I want to see my mate have the longest, most successful and fruitful career that he can have, I don't think being uh, – as as much of a plum job as the Carlton Football Club was, I, I thank God that he didn't get it. I would have loved to have known what he would have done because who knows where we could have been in that sliding doors moment. But to see where we're at and how quickly we've fallen away – this wasn't the right environment for him to be in. So, and I'm, 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 I'm glad he's avoided it. But it was the appointment at the time that should have been made. It, the moment you'd said, the moment you, you ruled Ross, Ross Lyon out, um, it should have been Adam's job because he was the best coach available. And the fact that, given what we know, that he was offered the senior assistant coach's role for his tactical nows, showed that the club had reservations in Voss in certain areas. Now, they knew what they had in Kingsley and they just were, they weren't prepared far to it. I've got, I've, got a, I've got one for you. So Voss and Kingsley are the final two. Yep. They decide to go with Voss. They offer Kingsley the role of senior assistant. That tells me they couldn't make up their mind and they went with Voss because he was the name. If you turn it on its head and ask, okay, say the last two in the room are Ashley Hanson and Adam Kingsley – they don't try to hire both. No. No. Yeah. That's no. That, that's that's probably bang on. Now, far be it for me to give the club an out, but everyone goes, oh, sacking a coach should be easy. Once you see that you don't have the right man, emotion needs to be detached and a call needs to be made. So that's one part of it. Now, hiring it, in their defence, is a lot fucking harder to do than to simply go, yeah, well, we can see you're not right. To predict if they are right is harder. Now, people keep going back. Now, Mick was appointed incorrectly, wrong place, wrong time, not the right fit. Arrogance. Okay. I think he was either the right man at the wrong time or the wrong man at the right time, depending which way you want to look at it. I think we needed to make a change. We needed to... We needed to strike while that list was in a bit of a sweet spot age-wise. Yep. Ratton wasn't cutting the mustard, wasn't getting the job done, and the proof was in the pudding because the Saints did exactly the same thing to him 10 years later. Mm. Um, I think Mick was hired for the right reasons, and it just didn't work out. Well, I, I disagree only with the point that I think Carlton, in their arrogance, wanted to win the premiership in their 150th year. And, and it's like... We didn't hire him for our 150th year. What year was it? We hired him the year before that. Well, I think we wanted to win the premiership in our hundred. I think we did, Tim. I, I think we weren't sitting there going, Mick, if you get us fucking humming in 2013, fucking tank this shit up because we want to win it next year. Lunacy, Tim. Well, this is what I'm saying is that actually bought into their reasoning was they, want, they wanted to have the success in, the, in that year that counted and you've gone, fuck, I'll take success in any year you want to give it to me. You've just got to put the right bloke in with the right playing list and we didn't have... We didn't have either hmm. at the time. Now, Bolts, I, I, I'm on record as, with this. I don't mind. I never minded the Bolts appointment because it was a list that was going to be smashed, absolutely yep. to bits. So yep. we had no one left. What Murph, Gibbs initially. We already traded Tui. Um, Simpson was there. That's not Cruiser was there. I'm sorry, but it wasn't a, a list. It, it was a, a little a little core of players and everything else, we knew we were going to get smashed. So it was hire the bloke, the school teacher, who will support you emotionally, 
you know, it's the carrot and the stick. This guy just had carrots. No sticks, bolts, no stick. Bolts was all stick. All right. There's conflicting right. Uh, reports on that. So we gave him, so he took the hits. But in his defense, Samo played, Paddy Dow played. Um, all, the, all the young recruits got games under their belts. Now, he was given the opportunity to, okay, now it's time to take the next step. You've got the, you've blown the cobwebs out. What can these boys do? And he didn't just, he just didn't have it. And that was fine. The appointment of Teague on the back of what we all consider simple adjustments to a, not only a game plan, but also personnel. How he, how we, that was in hindsight. Shoddy. A bad appointment. It was bad. Pro- was no process. That's the point. And it then was we shoddy. And then it was unprofessional. We want to talk about process when now he's gone. So now it's about process, process, process. So then we've got Ross. No, we have to have a process. We didn't have a process last time. A process is there's no one clearly out here. No one stands out from the pack to say. Is this like the international CEO search that returns the candidate sitting in the office next door? Is that, is, well, that, is that a dig at the for AFL? For anyone. We're just like, we're going to conduct a wide-ranging, all-encompassing search for our next CEO and it turns oh, up it's the man. Seek.com.au. It's, it's the <laughs> they end up hiring the bloke literally sitting in the office it, next door. Was it not us? To, what did we put on Seek? Yeah, the coach. <laughs> we did. Yeah, was it? Yeah, that's it. Oh, my Lord. We, we put the list of benefits there as well. Like, you got, like, a discount at the Carlton shop. It was ridiculous. No. 100%. Or was that somebody's mock-up? No, 100%. Like it was on, I'm, pro, I'm almost certain it was on Seek. That might have been an Essendon supporter. No, no. You, you talk about no, well, yeah. you talk about that stuff, and all that stuff to me says is things are reactionary, and I know I'm going to probably not even – this might not be on the run sheet, but um, – <laughs> Most likely what, not. What's, a, what's a, a microcosm of the club is that being reactionary. So we were accused of – just hiring established coaches. So we went and got someone who wasn't. Yeah. And then we were accused of not running a process. So we ran a process. We we are very we are very influenced by outside noise. This is it. And, so, perce- and perceptions. Even, and, and egos. There was a little moment last night before the game when the defensive group uh, in the warm-ups like, got in a little huddle together and you went, okay, that's nice. But you're only doing that because you got smashed last week for not – not working together. You only got you got smashed last week in the aftermath of that Lockie O'Brien front and square that he fucked up and um, whoever it was, the Melbourne guy, kicked the goal. Alex Neil Bullen. He kicks a goal and then the defence is all just walking off and they're splintered. Alex and Nelly Bullen. And, you, yeah, and you're not together or anything. And it's like the only reason you're clustered together like this is because of the criticism you copped earlier in the week suggesting that you're not a unified back six. But then equally, regardless of You shouldn't where, need that prodding, Tim. You shouldn't need that prodding to be the team within the team. To be professional, yeah. And all that kind of stuff. It's like, this is all, it just, it just smacked to me of, it's all a bit for show. Window dressing. It's all a bit for show. And it's like, you, you, your intentions are good, but you're only doing this because last week you got smashed for not showing any of that unity or togetherness or... I, I mean, the one thing I would say to that, like, I hope we're not reacting to... Fucking footy confidential or whatever the show. Was that, is. It was a call. Footy it, it, confidential. It gets it started life at footy as footy confidential, yeah, didn't I, it? And I, then they changed the title because yeah. there's a whole bunch of people still calling it footy confidential, and it was like this isn't a Mandela effect thing. I think it was called that. I, I think it was too. For I, a week, I, look, so I, many people call it footy classifieds too. Footy classified. Like, I don't footy. even know what it's called now. I think it's just footy classified. Is that where? You know, the to? best thing about footy classified is you just never know when it's on. Oh. <laughs> 
You just have to be watching Channel 9 between 9 o'clock and 10.45. I actually had... And it might just start. I have a link to it on Foxtel. And every week when I just go to... A series link. And every week when I go to just see what's on, I cull everything that's been recorded and never watch it. But but (laughs) taking up disk space. But I used to I used to enjoy it um, because it would actually get you thinking. But then the amount of times you'd talk footy at work Mm. and then that night it'd be on you going, Fuck half of what we see. You also don't want it I I, I don't I don't want to absorb any media when we're poor. Well, there's that. When time. we win, well, you watch I, want, I, want, I want to listen to everything. I want to, I want to hear Kingy and, and, and Cornsy and Kingy and what's his name, Jared Waitley doing yeah, the Monday. Polishes, Monday, you know they hate it. Yeah. Monday means test and all when, that. But the, when the, we, sh- I just, I, honestly, it's I'm like in my own little it's a media bunker. blackout. Yeah, the, the day of the orange uh, blankets over at Freo when. Uh, oh, sorry, orange wrong blankets. Team, wrong team. I heard orange. Yeah, no. When uh, when we beat Freo and Murph kicked the winning goal. Yep. Afterwards, we're at the casino and Burswood. Uh, I think it was. Yeah, Matty Skeel and I, Fanningham, you were consuming every single piece of media you could find on Facebook, on Twitter, on anything and everything that you get where they could talk about. You just gone. I just want to soak this up. I want to lap it up. I want to enjoy it. Well, fucking eight of the last nine weeks, not so. Absolutely not, Timbo. So, to straighten us back up. We're not going to sack the coach. Do you really think that? My opinion, I think I. I what Luke, okay. Sa- Luke Sayers, what, what? Luke Sayers, and um, old mate Cookie have both come out separately. Well, I've got one question for you. Yep. Why? Because why? The, what? Because they appointed him. No, no. Well, Cook, well, Cook sort of didn't. No, I, I heard. I saw those comments before the game. Cook was on ABC. Sayers was on Triple M. I believe. Franks football. Why? Why are you giving them the quote they want? They want the quote that they can then use to hang you. Yeah. It's it's just pathetic. We've been, we're meant to have a because PR. Because everyone has always done that. We're meant to have a PR expert on our board. And my question would be if I was them. Who's the PR expert? Because I've got some some timely advice for this, for this PR person. Be better at your job. Would this one. PR person also have influence on what our social media team do? No. No, no, it wouldn't be that in the weeds. Did you just see the Carlton? The Carlton shop is closed today. Chant, we've just been no one's going smashed <laughs> by our biggest. I rival. think most people assume what a public holiday to be right. closed. Just stop. I know it, but, it's all but, about clicks because regardless yeah, yeah. of good news or bad news, yeah, you want engagements. Engagements is. So, but but can I just make one point? And this oh, is hold a very, on, hold on. This is a very small issue. Be quick, because Sean's on something, some gold here. If we if we want to make King's Birthday Eve a thing, a regular thing. Then the thing joint has to be open the next day, because oh, in the days where you win, you're going to sell. If you want oh, King's birthday nah, Eve, nah. you're open on the public nah, holiday. Nah. No, no. Do you know? Do you know, do you know when you make a call if you're open or not? If you're about twelve and zero, yeah, keep it open. Nah, I, I think honestly, bite uh, at the ground. Unless they're doing something at the club like an open training or a barbecue or having a post match something or other, there's no point of being open because having worked at the club shop, going, I don't know if we did one of these days. It just trickles. It's just nothing. It's and it's, it's actually, and you're paying double. Bar. No, but not even that. It's just pointless. Like it's just no point being open. The only thing you do is potentially get on top of some orders that have come in since you were last shut. At, um, at back, back to your back to your Sayers and Cook. So Sayers and Cook, Sayers on um, three Triple M, Cook on ABC. They come out and they back the coach because, of course, they have to back the coach because they're the key personnel at the football club. My message to them, if I was the PR person at the club, would be: Are you 
1,000% committed to him coaching to the end of his contract. And I would stare them in the face and I'd say, you're, you're on the board or the fucking GM of comps. You're going, I'm not some interloper from outside the gates. No, I'm, are you 1,000% committed to Michael Voss seeing out his tenure? And if they even hesitate for a hair's breadth, never, ever, ever confirm his job. If you hesitate for a moment, you're telling me, no, there is a tipping point. And that tipping point might be eight losses in a row. It might be us winning six games for the year. It might be us starting 0-4 next year. But if you do, at any point, pull the trigger before round 23, 2024, you know what the first fucking quote is on the paper, on the front page of the paper? You yep. know what the first quote on AFL 360 is? We're backing our guy. You know what the first quote? Don't ever do it. It's the godfather. Never let anyone outside the family know what you're thinking. It's pathetic. It's just the most. It, how often but, but do we? How somebody, often does a yeah, board but, have but to back the coach? Asks Tim, the question: How had are you required to respond to it? Well, well, this this is where you formulate. This is where you formulate a PR plan. How are we addressing the coach situation? It's the elephant. But the, in the narrative room. will just be. It's the oh, no, but this is it. Michael Voss doesn't have the support of the board. Oh, no, a, anything but, other but, than to me, to me, it doesn't matter how you respond. I don't. I think it's a no-win question. The moment the media is asking the question, it's because they know he's not the They know the, the answer. They know he's not the mm. guy. They know the answer. Even but last night. That, but they want the grab. No, yeah. but even last night. If, I if made anyone this. went to Jason Blake tomorrow and said, are you happy with the appointment of Ross Lyon at the St Kilda Football Club? Yes, we are. It's coaching great. They're yeah. not asking the question because they know the answer. Will he see out his contract, Jason? Yes, he will. <laughs> they ask the question because there's blood in the water. Yeah, they know that, there's blood in the water, that's right. and everyone knows there is. Like, the and, like- and, and a media person has to ask the question, but I, I, I legitimately, I don't know how you answer that question. Take him off a contract. Put, him on, put him on staff like Bolts. The, con- the conversation's over. Can't do that now, but the conversation's mm. a non-starter. He doesn't have a term. Yeah. But the fact that he is, we have to, you have to formulate our response. But the idea is just even last night, and I, I said to Dad, um, I, I watched that little clip of his uh, press conference on Twitter. It was only 44 seconds. And I said, um, I think I put it on Twitter. I said, he's alarmingly unfazed. And that speaks to me you're like mm. that you're, you have been given the support of the board and the backing of the board and you feel safe. You should feel fucking far from Could, safe. Nah. You reckon Vossi or... Vossi. Vossi. Yeah. I, I, think, sh- I think it's a facade. Yeah, but you should you should feel like you are a cat on a hot tin roof, mate. I reckon he does. You are running out of time. But the way he was addressing some of these these questions and just in that little grab, I was like, this is alarming. A couple of weeks ago, you looked tense and you looked a bit short and you looked a bit snippy and I sort of went, yeah, you get it. Okay, you feel in the pinch a bit. Now you look like a bloke who couldn't be performing worse, yet knows I'm safe for 18 months. And that's an awful position for the club to be in because that feels to me like he's just been given um, an endorsement going, when the watching us play football, not last night, not last week, not for the last month, not for the fucking season we've had, but back mid last year, you should be watching this guy coach going, you are losing the plot. You are Captain Smith steering this fucking ship to the iceberg, mate. And you should be in all sorts of trouble and you should fucking know it. But he's sitting there knowing, oh, I'm safe. I'm safe for 18 months. Surely, oh, 
Oh, I, refu- I refuse to believe that no one has had that. And those, but it feels like those behaviours, those performances, the way he's coaching, what he's getting out of us, it's being endorsed. And you're sort of going... Oh, look, I don't disagree with what this you're is, saying. This ends badly but for everybody. And it's, it's well, look at it. It's, it's progressively getting worse. Well, just I, I just wonder, is there any good happening in the background? Because, like, when you're not a good football side and you're not going to win games, you know, we talk about the Hartlett handballs, but that's, that's not the point that I'm trying to make. Like, at least if when you've got 45 people in a room and you're reviewing games and you're looking at the good and you're looking at the bad and you're shaping behaviours and this is what we want to be and this is the way that we want to play, is there enough going on in the background? Does Michael Voss have command over what we want to be and what we're going to look like in two years, three years, four years, five years? And he may not be the bloke at the helm in that time. We can't, but, give, but, him, but we can't give him that responsibility, no, no, but, Tim. But, 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 there's, but Stuart, like... If you're Lockie Cowan and you're a first-year player and you've been brought into AFL football and you know nothing but the Carlton Football Club and Michael Voss, is everything that's being said, is that actually helping Lockie Cowan be the footballer he's going to be in four and five years? That's the football director's remit, is it not? Or the GM. Yeah, I know, and that's that's all I'm thinking is, like, if if it's now about window dressing and personalities and people's appointment from 18 months ago, and they're happy to, to stick fat with Vossi because I don't want to make it look bad for me, if that is the wrong call for the Carlton Football Club, then they just have to make the call. They have to put their big boy pants on and say, Michael Voss is not taking us to our next premiership, so therefore we are moving him on. And we're going to bring in somebody who can steward us towards where we need to be. What what the... What the um, the time frame looks like what the how you contract that person, like to be determined, obviously. Mm. But if if this isn't the guy, and he's not helping us in any way, shape, or form moving forward, it's got to change. Absolutely. Oh no, Timbo! What's this? It's going down. I'm yelling, Timbo! You better move. You better dance. Let's make a night. It's a mid-2010s uh, banger. That's not good. <laughs> Sean's worried about that as it kicked in. I should have had it queued up a bit later in the song. Is that correct? I've got a lot of problems with this choice, but... You've, you've it was a huge hit at the time. You've committed a sin. By just playing the intro? No. I don't have the sound bites. Um, anyway, that was uh, what, year, what year was that released? 2014. You sure about that? Yep. Absolutely sure about that? Absolutely. Okay. Because I remember listening to it on a drive in the Scottish Highlands in 2013, the year we played and won a final. Um, that's just me. Incorrect. It was on BBC Radio 1, which I was listening to in my rented Ford Mondeo, driving in the Scottish Highlands. Maybe they had a bootleg. So. (laughs) Why do we play that, Tim? Because Blues shit again, Fabian. Mm. And we've already played a Pitbull song, so you've doubled up. That's right. We're going to double up a lot today. Nah, you're not allowed to double up on the playlist. That's one of the rules. Uh, That's your rule. 
That's the rule. But you, you played that song no, or you we've, just played we've, a Pitbull song? We've played song? a Pitbull song. We've Have played, you played a Kesha song? We played Time of Your Life. Have you played Kesha? That's no, a Kesha song. No, it's that's what we want to hear Kesha. Pitbull's yeah. on it. Well, be prepared so, for Kesha more. featuring Pitbull. So you've, you've really you've screwed the pooch there. That's all right, mate. Don't worry about it. Moving on. Sorry. Marker. See that, Tim? Sean? You push the button and it adds a marker. Yeah, I told you that, yeah. Yeah. I'll just write it down too. You don't need to do that. <laughs> I love how frustrated he is. Moving on. Sean, we've touched on we've touched on the the more broader coaching issues and structure and way forward and so forth. However, there'll be people out there going, you can't play individually how we're playing. You can't have our captain having zero effective disposals in an entire game of football. Is that a fact? Zero. Not one effective kick. I would, he'd have effective disposals, would probably be handballs, but he had not, not one effective kick on the night. Yeah, when he ran down that wing half it was put, forward it was put to on his left foot, it was like, what are you doing? That Bulldogs game last year should have showed him that he's not allowed to do that. Yeah, he's lost his left foot kicking licence. So, and you have people coming out about our efficiency and so forth, but we were taking shots from, in the first quarter, we were having pot shots from outside 50, left, Wide, right. Center. long. Yep. Which, I don't mind if the goal square's open. Chin a bang, goal. Kick the goal. Scotty Camparelli style, you don't have to kick at 60, just get it to 15. Is there a fucking question in this, Fab? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm waiting for you through to me a minute and a half ago. Sean? Don't get on my... Hold on. Bad side. <laughs> All right, it's a, it's a warning. <laughs> no, what... How much of, the, of this is the fact that the, through confidence or whatever is on the players? Because you look at it last night and apart from Adam Chera, who's gone forward and have been, actually he's put together quite a very good year, how much of this is on them? Because how much – everyone's going to look at Voss and game plan. How much of what – be it right or wrong, Voss's game plan isn't being executed because of how we, how we play from a player personnel perspective? Sorry, long-winded question. Yeah, let me think of a was – it a, was it a question for that answer? Um, the problem we've got at the moment is that Michael Voss, I mentioned it earlier, we play a style of football last year that was working, that was electrifying, that was making best use of the talents that he had available to him. You look at the way that we played last night, and oh, I didn't watch the press conference, so I don't know if these questions I'm were I'm over asked, the press conferences. But what were we trying to do by clearing out the front half of the ground? Not the front 50, the front half. What are we trying to do? It was an overcorrection. I, I, look, I didn't mind the sense of... But this is the point I'm of making. providing us some so space because you want to talk about up until this round, Sean. Has there not been a a massive influx of our players, their players? Everybody's in our forward fifty. But this is it. There's there's that there's that we ha- should have somebody in there. So the problem we've got is that Charlie Kerno should be the most dangerous weapon in the AFL. Yep. And we've got a coach and a coaching panel who don't know how to use him. It's embarrassing. Yeah. He's, I said this to Timo. But he's symptomatic of everyone. Yeah. We've got Adam Saad, who's the reigning All-Australian halfback flanker, who looks like he doesn't, he's been so muddled and befuddled by what they're asking him to do that any instinct is gone. Gone. He had his best game of the year. We've got Paddy Dow. We've got Paddy Dow, who finally gets a look in twice off the bench. He's played 30% game time, and last night he would have played 
20 minutes maybe. So we've got this guy who last night you saw it has obviously been drilled. He's obviously been fucking harangued so often he doesn't really want to kick the ball. You saw it. There was that moment where he gave the hands to Chincotta and the handball wasn't great and Chincotta's obviously asked for it probably when he shouldn't have because there was someone right on him. Mm. But he's so in his own head, I don't want me kicking the ball. Fuck, okay, I've got it. Hands, 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 hands. Where's the – and then it gets to a point where you go, ah, oh, fuck, I've got to get rid of it. Okay. These are just examples. A couple of you. Harry, for the love of fucking God, someone at the club, don't give me Matthew Lloyd. Got to get Matthew Lloyd down to talk to him. Someone at the club. Because he's a left footer. Because he's a left footer and he played for Essendon. Someone at the club. And his brothers. Have the conversation with him. Because it's getting to the point where if I'm a player, I'm looking at Ash Hansen going, if you're not saying something, I am. But but equally, equally, Zach Merritt takes a mark inside forward 50 in the first minute of the third quarter. And yet he's a left footer. Well, he's our bloke's a left footer too. Um, he, he kicks it around the corner and kicks the goal. Was he 45 metres no, out? No, no, Timbo. You reckon he was too far out to kick that one? Yes. Harry? Harry? He didn't make the distance again. No, I know, but I thought it was a shit kick. Because he was, was 45 metres out, No, Tim. I don't reckon he was. No, no. I reckon he was. I don't reckon he was. Yeah, he, he's too he was far out. When he lined up, I had, I had no problem. From, this, and I'm at the opposite end of the ground. I'm, you had I'm, no problem with him snapping both, around the body. He's both at the opposite end of the ground. I'll give him, I'll give him 40. He was 40 out. Yeah. So he had no problem with when, kicking a when snap he from it up, 40 out. I had no problem with – I just didn't think he you know what I did? I sat Any chance there, of I was a card like, on the bench? Mate, I did there. I sat there and I was like Jack Parkman. <laughs> I was like Jack – You know when, when uh, Ricky Vaughan came in yeah, and Jack Parkman? Yeah. He goes, no, he goes, same dead arm. The guy at the plate goes <laughs> – I was sitting there going, as soon as he went to snap, just went, nah, not kicking this. Yep. Same look, dead arm. Look, I, what are you doing? So the point I'm trying to make is – this is coaching. That that is the yes. players having no confidence in what they're doing, in their own ability, in the way they're playing, in what it they're being asked coaching. to do. Is coaching. We've seen this playing group play some fucking great footy. The last quarter against Richmond in the first round last year. Those games against Sydney, the games against Fremantle, the third quarter against Collingwood. The list goes on and on. They have played some. The first half against Port, the first half against Hawthorne. We didn't put the whole picture together, but the idea that the playing group is the core problem is a fucking fallacy and it is giving the coach an out that he doesn't deserve so you want to talk about what these guys are doing what they're not doing what they're not doing is being coached well they're being asked to play a style of football that doesn't complement their skill sets doesn't play into each other's skill sets doesn't reward their effort kick six goals last night six the week before six the week before that eight the week before that we play such a fucking highly demanding style of football for donuts yeah and when that happens you watch him. You watch him go. You watch him running around last night. Do you know what there's a lack of nourishment? Correct. You watch him running around last night, getting zero reward for yeah. any of their effort. I agree. And that's what sates. That's what sates the game plan, the playing group, the playing stocks. Like even little things. Do you things. ever play golf? No. No, I'm a shit house golfer. But everyone's but, a but shit in a round golf. of like 130 shots, you'll play three shots. That it's enough to get you back. It gets you back. Mm. We because they're so good. They feel. You can feel it off your If cl- I can do that more, I'll enjoy this sport. We don't even get that. There's Three out of 130, we don't get. I'm sure we'll talk briefly about it. Maybe, uh, not not spend a whole lot of time on it, but there was just a little moment pre-VFL yesterday where they were in the rooms with Luke Power. And we obviously don't get this inside at AFL level, and I think the competition's poorer for it. Even at Box Hill, we had, we had a great win on the weekend, and I took the opportunity post-game. There was a premiership reunion upstairs, and there was the rooms were packed. Like It was one of those rare... 
one of these weird days where Box Hill City Oval. Yeah, but it was one of these weird days where we get in the rooms and we've had a great win and there's like hundreds of people in there and you're sort of like, this is great. But why? Past players from the 2013 flag are there, which is great, and then families and all that. You go, this is wonderful, but fuck, this is like it's chockers. Yeah. And the coach took the opportunity – I'll put it on Twitter if you want to watch it. The coach took the opportunity to address the, the, the room about thank you for everyone for coming down for your support, for the, the ex-players, wonderful achievement, so great to see you, et cetera, et cetera. And these are just great little moments and insights to capture because what I hope they do as somebody who's telling the story of the Box Hill Hawks is that people watch it, Hawthorne fans watch it, and they see the guy that's coaching us and they go, I can like him. Yeah. Jeez, he's – and we do his three-quarter time addresses every couple of weeks – and that's like, oh, yeah, this guy's he's coaching our kids and fuck, he looks like he knows what he's doing. This is good. This is good. So you got a little insight. Channel 7 came in film Luke Powers pre-match. And he's saying all the things I want him to say. They're going to play fish at half-back, and that didn't really work, but they're going to play fish at half-back, and they're pumping him up. Yep. Mm. Give him the ball. You know, Let him use his run. Let him blah, 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 blah. You're going, love Nothing it. Great. Love it. At least you've got a plan. Get him, have him feeling good about himself. Yeah, he doesn't want to be yep. playing in the twos. Positivity. Have him feeling good about himself. Yep. This is why we're and using it. Make him feel important. Make him feel important. And you go, are we doing in the in the ones? We spoke about it last week. I think I said, what would we do if you took over the club? Are we doing this in the ones? Are we going Charlie fucking Curdo? And that's when you get the groups going. Has anyone seen the movie The Damned United? Yes. You know when he's doing the walking around, he's like revving people the Leeds United? before they play Leeds. Mm. Uh, Derby, and he's walking around the rooms and he's he's sort of revving people up. Oh, no, that wasn't the scene I'm thinking about. The scene I'm thinking about is from United, the Manchester United one, where he's walking around the rooms and he's saying the bit is Jimmy Murphy's doing this bit about um, have we got someone from Manchester? And the guys from Manchester go, Ooh, you know, have we got someone from Salford? Have we got someone from the black country? And Duncan Edwards, you know, goes, yeah, he gets pumped up. And he goes, we got anyone from whoever they're playing Derby? What he goes, anyone from Derby? And they, it's a bit of a gag in the group. They all go, I guess we fucking hate Derby. <laughs> but it's, and it's just a silly little thing they would do every week. And it's a yep. bit of fun. I'd be in the rooms going, Charlie fucking Curdo. And yet we want the group to go, it has stupid. It is fucking dumb. It is stupid shit. It is junior local football crap. But it works. But it works. Yeah. And it gets them loose. Absolutely. It gets them confident. We told this thing about... And when Charlie kicks his first goal... Pump up. It, absolutely. Pump it's it what up. catalyzes that unity and that connection and all that sort of stuff. All, all that it feels like we don't have. We don't have any of it. We don't have any of that spirit. We don't have any of that belief. We don't have any of that because the coaches don't give it to the playing group. Don't, don't give it to them. It's the most obvious thing in the world. If I was coaching the Carlton Football Club and had Charlie Curnow and had, even Weeders as back in a bit of form. He had a couple of moments on Wright last night when Wright got off the chain a bit. He and Young sort of chopped and changed. But the ball came in too quick. Came in too quick, came in too open. But you'd be sitting there going, going, we joking, and we called him the wall. Yep. <laughs> called him the wall. Yep. Charlie Kerr, the Kraken brothers. All yep. this stupid shit which you use to hopefully get the players up feeling confident, feeling good about themselves, and more important than that, feeling like, oh, look to my right, we've got fucking Charlie Kerno. <laughs> Gary Mackay. It feels Paddy, like got it Paddy feel, Cripps. It feels like that hasn't I've got Sam Walsh that positive, but he hasn't been They're not confident within themselves. Absolutely not. And you look at players like Could you imagine I want, I want to make a Man United thing. Could you imagine someone was, what we do on this someone pod. was doing the thing about um, even United's 08 team and this current city team. And this current city team extraordinary. Very, very talented. Yeah. But someone put through the, the list of the United team. 
that won the double. They won the, the Champions League and the Premier League and probably could have won the FA Cup if not for um, some bad luck against Portsmouth. But they said, imagine being a young player. Imagine being like a Kieran Richardson-style player. He was probably a little bit older. But trying to date a guy that was a really young kid at the time in that team. Imagine being a young kid getting ready to walk out with Edwin van der Sar, Rio Ferdinand, Emmanuel yeah. <clears throat> Vidic, Michael Carrick, Paul Scholes, Cristiano Ronaldo, Wayne Rooney, Carlos Tevez. Imagine you're standing in the race and you're just looking around going, Jesus Christ, this is great. Fabs, the, our host is leaving us. <laughs> it's a little... Uh... This is like in Jurassic Park when Gennaro left the car with the kids. You got to go. You got to go. The host has just left. He's just abandoned his post mid pod. So we'll just sit here and, and pad, I suppose. Well, we can. We can. What's it going was, on, Timbo? Otherwise, what's happening? Well, the one thing that I was going to go with today, and we've sort of touched on it already. Um, I watched Adam's press conference this morning. This would probably be a very good time to press that button for the big, big sound. But anyway, he's, he's not, neither here nor there. Um, but the comment that he made, it struck such a chord with me. And it's so simple. And he said, if you play the right way and finish your work, you can be in any game. When was the last time Voss said anything that made you go, uh, uh, The yeah. press conferences that... Michael Voss has been giving me for the last six weeks have been puzzling at best. But when was the last time he said just anything in the ether, in a press conference, when it comes across our desk, that you went, yeah, that's good. I'm not on board. Well, you're not alone. And this is, this is what people don't understand. This is coaching isn't about the X's and O's. It's about so much more than that. Yeah. It's about, yeah, coming up with something that's, relatively um, complimentary to to what you have and playing a style of football that's going to get the best out of what you have. going, But making sure that you've got people along for the ride with you that are on board, that you know unequivocally stand beside you. Well, I don't like backing over things that we've said before in pod because I like to think that we're innovative enough that we can come up with new ideas every other week. But we were all really, really alarmed post-game round one, oh. when, when they stuck the microphone in front of Paddy Cripps and he was sort of saying, everything's good, we're playing great, we're doing what we want to do. and Kick 58 points, Tim. Yeah, and and it, it, was, it was perplexing because you just sort of thought, look, there are moments in seasons and in games where you've just got to get the job done. And we didn't lose, look, we didn't win, but we got, we got a draw and it's a big game and, you know... It, we left it on the table, no doubt. You know, it was a shot basically after the siren that sunk us and if he'd have missed, we were in it, yada, 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 yada. But Internally it spoke to an acceptance well, of we, something the, that wasn't good enough. Well, our fear was what he's saying to the, to the media and to the public is to sort of try and keep everybody pumped up to make sure more people sign and everybody's on board. But realistically, you had to be alarmed to say, that's not enough. Like what you've just given us, it's, it, it's not not that it's unacceptable, because last night was unacceptable, and I think Vossi used that word last night, so that's the first time I've probably been on board with him about, in a while. What about Vossi's more moments that look like us? Yeah, horrible. A couple of weeks ago. Horrible. You're just like... What, all three of them? It's like, like my golf game again. It's like Hartlett handballs. Yeah, but in the end, when Adam said that, 
if you play the right way and finish your work, you can be in any game. Well, we don't play the right way and we also don't finish our work and that's why we're not in any game. And I don't see either of those facets. Who said that, Timbo? Adam Kingsley. Welcome back. (laughs) We did just make the point when we started talking about it that it would have been a good time to have somebody press that button, but thank you. Uh, Sandra Sully. It it wouldn't be a... Ian Prendercast without a toilet break by the old... Uh, Fabaganoush. Fabaganoush. How are you doing there, mate? Or as Sean would say... Fabaganoush. <laughs> Very good stuff. Um, so did Sean get through his Man United story? Yeah, he did. He did. Was it good? It was, and then I pulled out the Adam Kingsley quote that we were just talking about. So that was one of the points that I wanted to make today. That and... Or, or do we, are we just about at chicken salads and chicken shits? Because... Got a couple of things on my list. Used that I was to, used to. After this, Timbo. Yeah. You used to call me on my cell phone. Late night when you need my love. Call me on my cell phone. Late night when you need my love. And I know when that hotline bleed. That can only mean one thing. Sean's on his phone. Obviously, that was Hotline Bling by uh, by Drake, the man from the six. Off the album Views, Timbo. A mid 2010s banger. Sean's looking up dates, most likely. Of not responding to a message. Oh, so we don't even have your full attention. Well, you're playing the song, mate. I'm just. What do you want me to and do? And why are we playing that, Sean? Because it's a segment that we are committed to. Sean, not acceptable answer. Timbo, why are we playing it? Because blues the shit again. Beautiful. Let's move on to. He's doing a lot of like. You can't see it, Tim, but Fab's doing a lot of like real nervous like flourishes with yeah, his hand. Hold on. He's doing a lot of like. I'm real, running the panel, and he, he's doing a lot of like half, running, You've been running half it jazz for, hands. You've like been, he's doing this. Can you see? You don't even look at me, Tim. A lot of spirit fingers too. It's like it's just weird. It's because it, I don't know where all the buttons are, and and, and to be honest, I You're just in want your ass. I want to play everything. Okay, especially right. this one. I don't even know what when we can use it, but it's serious because it's very important. Bass. Speaking of serious stuff, um, do we have? <laughs> what is that? It's do, like lots of hand gestures. I'm Italian. What we do, bang, bang, bang. It's like we're being hosted by fucking Liberace. Um, chicken uh, shits and chicken sh- salads. Now, I doubt this is that gonna... all you've got on the mainline Carlton chat, mate. That's you, it. That's why it's on a three-hour show. No, but like, is that it? Yeah, because we covered wow things, and when you hit things that were on my run sheet, we just evolved Take and ran with it. Yeah. I didn't say it's later. Jeez. It's called an, being an adaptable host. You've left a lot on the table. That could be a good thing. There's not, mate. Chicken shits and chicken salads are. Still to come. Okay. So, chicken salads. Has anybody got any chicken salads? David Cunningham. <laughs> he didn't even <laughs> didn't play. Even play. <laughs> but no, no is, is make that, an excellent point. Is that the... Oh, I didn't see it. I am I, fearful. I've only I am seen fearful. the responses. I'm fearful. That, that he'll fall over in the shower. Yeah, it just he pulls up. No, oh. if, he, if he's pulled up, this is actually perfect. If, he, if he's pulled up, fine. He needs to play next week. We've yep. got to buy a club-wide buy the week after. Week recovery. So there wouldn't be any twos footy anyway. If he's fit to play, if he has got through yesterday's match, fine, and he pulls up all right, he has to play next week. Do you – are you not over 
emotionally investing in players like David Cunningham? No, because we need to know. We're, we've reached the stage where... I think where, we know, Sean. No, I we don't. We need to know... Uh, he hasn't played for two years. He hasn't played for two know. years. I think that you shows know. you that... No, 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 no. We, You're talking about durability. We yeah, need to know. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that, Shut up! <laughs> it's round 13 or 14 or whatever it is. Don't we, say shut up. No, because... more respect. No, because I'm trying to get the point across okay. and you fucking got no authority on this pod. Does today. As the host. You've just got no... You just can't hold the leash. So the point is about Cunningham that we need to know is not durability uh, – sorry, ability so much. It's durability. Correct. Yeah. So ability we, we believe in and we love and we love what he can do. Durability-wise is obviously the question mark. He's out of contract at the end of the year. We've got 10 games to go in the season. Caleb Marchbank's in the same boat. We are at the point now where this will affect and needs to affect – what we do moving forward with our list. And we ain't playing finals. We're so not playing you, finals. Now's the perfect way to so, find out who is where. have we, just from my perspective, I think I've seen enough. No, you, you haven't seen his, two years, mate. But to suggest his durability isn't there yet because so he hasn't been available for two years. So that's why we to see if his durability can fucking stand up. It hasn't for two years. I think we've no. seen enough. He could come out and dominate for five, six weeks now. Do you think he's going to get through a preseason? Are you confident he'll get through a preseason? Um, if he can come out and dominate for six weeks, I'd be pretty pretty happy with that because yeah. he's exactly the sort of player we need. Yeah, that's exactly. I right. think I'm he, just, he, he's what we've been lacking. Did you see yesterday's game? I'm emotionally game? detached. Did you see from yesterday's that? game? Did no, you no. See the, any the VFL. Of, did you see any of him play yesterday? No. Clean, he, made good decisions, covered the ground beautifully, hit targets. Was he the best when player on the ground though? By, uh, he was by the most, quite a bit. He was the most. Ta- oh, I wouldn't necessarily say he was the best player. I'm talking on the ground. about from no, no. Was he the best player on the ground? Ability wise, comfortably. That's why. That's why. It was easy for him. No, and that's exactly what it needs to be at that level. But I think the thing that Sean said, I don't know if it was Sean or Did March Bank play? Sorry. He saw. That the comment made was (laughs) he was so clearly the best player on the ground, yet he still played a team team brand of football. Yeah. Like I read that and I thought Mate, there were little that's big, everything that even, we need. Even little things like he gathered the ball cleanly, we're coming off half back and he hit a target he, like with hands, he just released and he hit the target on the chest. He's not at his boot been... laces, not to his side. He didn't have to – and you hit him in stride and just release the pressure. You know, he had one kick up the middle which just overhit a little bit and you went, eh, okay, that's going to happen. You know, there was some fucking dickhead on Twitter who said, oh, Mr. Mr. Target. Uh. Said, well, he's been the cleanest player on the ground by a country mile. Yeah. Um, and we need to play him because we need to know, can he handle AFL footy? Can his body get through it? And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And he doesn't get a contract again. But at least you know. But at least we know. And the same thing goes for Marchbank. There are – There'll be nine games left by the time we turn after the bye. He needs to get back. He needs to be playing footy because he is the sort of player that does help us. Again, some people on Twitter the other day were saying he was never any good. Before his neck injury against Collingwood, he was looking like a really solid 10-plus-year player for us. Um, He's had a torrid run of injury after that. The one thing that Cutter said that was interesting yesterday was that um, he's had a calf has been the issue for 18 months. Wow. So well, that's that's sort of a, a little fascinating sort of insight where you went, okay, that's been the problem. Yep. And, ca- and calves are horrible. Calves are absolutely horrible. So, But can't stress it enough. If he gets through, if he's playing twos next week, like that's just another cross against Foss and the match committee. It's, well, just, it's just another one. Well, we're, we're seeing what we're seeing from the existing core of players – we need to say something Mate, even last night, chicken shit. We'll, we'll chop and change. Chicken shit last night. At what point, Michael, of the third quarter 
when we are getting obliterated in the centre square, at what point do you want to inject a centre square clearance player? Who's your sub? That's his role. At what fucking point, mate, do you want to pull the trigger? Was it four goals? Five? Six? What what point is it? Well, I I think the thing that was – I think they went in with a plan – that said, um, we're going to be wrapped that Jack Martin's going to be playing. He did some okay things. Yeah, he did. He was going to be one of my chicken salads. Um, he, but I don't think they ever had any intention of him playing four quarters if they could get away. And that's fine. And and maybe for them they were just saying he'd been the player that was most likely going to bob up and create something. They probably thought get him point. to three quarter time. That's exactly right. So in the end, the the third quarter blitzkrieg by by Essendon came at exactly the wrong time for our strategy. But in the end, you're right. The, the sooner Dow came in, the better. At, at that just, moment no, in the game, because we just needed a different And look. not to single-handedly arrest the momentum, but to at least recognise this is getting away. Yeah, correct. And the, what we're trying in there is not working. Correct. So we've got to try something else. Yep. And we just far too often, like, just... That's the chicken shit. He's just tactically on a game day. The levers that he pulls. Fab will say that what levers can he pull. Um, this is what you're paid to coach for. Yeah. No, this was on our run sheet, but we kind of moved away from it by choice. But our clearance work, Timbo and I were, were having a chat about our clearance work. This is when you're having your little meeting before the show, just to try to put your heads together? Yeah. Yep. What I offered to do pre-pod and you were like, nope. Because you want to see this burn, crash and burn. Oh, I think it's I think this is crash been, and burn, huh, Mav? <laughs> this has been one Mistake. of our more unremarkable episodes. This, but that's fine. This will go down in history as one of the great episodes of all oh, time. I think it's had absolutely no flair or flavour, but that's just me. It's because we haven't talked track and field yet. <laughs> we'll get to that. But our centre clearance work, we've spoke, we we come speaking about Carlton off a loss, right? Now you you, you you're pouting a bit. So you're not bringing your normal high energy, your little, you know. Can little, we have an impartial opinion of that? Too? Little little tropes. Would you say how of Star Wars? Oh, let's talk. I've spoken about Manchester United. I've spoken about those movies just before. I'm more than pulling my weight. So am I. I pull something else if you're not careful. Um, yeah, your fucking self. <laughs> um, our centre clearance work. We're talking about we play a game that no one else plays. Our centre clearance work, we always, and I'm talking about always, exit at the back of stoppage. Always, 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 always. There's no forward handball, which is what is in vogue at the Now, I don't want to just – it would be something that – look, I've been observing it for a while. And we've lost – everyone keeps going on Carl Carlton or a contested football Side, you know, they're like, no, we've been getting killed. Essendon killed us in the centre clearances yesterday. You know, contested and, footy and, is. And direct, and direct goals from centre bounces. Contested footy is a mindset. But we're forever going backwards, allowing other teams to set up the other way. Yeah, it's a mindset. Contested footy is a kill or be killed win this, physical dominance, it's all of that. It's a mindset. And in the first part of last year, the group absolutely had it. Yeah. They had it. And Cripps was leading it, and obviously Kennedy was a fucking brute in there, and Hewitt was doing Hewitt his bit. Hewitt was amazing first but 10 weeks last year. What's happened since then, for whatever reason, I, I, you know what, maybe 
who knows? Maybe the coaches, as coaches are want to do, have just overthought everything. And maybe coaches bristled at the idea that the plaudits that Carlton were getting as a centre clearance as a contested beast ball winning team, we're more than that. Rather than fucking oath we are. It's the old... And improve on that, but... Rather than... It's the old... You guys would see it in NFL, I reckon. When one team is classes, they're only good. They've only got this. The game is only this. And you could either go... And it's we spoke about it. If you can't hit a curve, mm. if you can't hit a change up, that's not my problem. It's, it's the New York Giants. All they are is Saquon. Well, fuck. Good, good like, luck stopping this is him. It. No, this is it. So rather than go fuck an oath, we are, and it's up to you to stop that. We seem to go. No, 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 no. You stumbled. We're more than that. We are more than this. You've stumbled on something quite good here, Sean. Some magic, some gold, as I like to put it. Here I was in just your, pouting and not the, bringing uh, any energy, Tim. There we go. Mere seconds ago, the Sean. Petty budge. Um, Sean, the NFL, budge. the NFL analogy is perfect because when you've got something so dominant, it then forces teams to over-concentrate on that and yeah. open. Saquon being in the side allows the lead singer of Silverchair, Daniel Johns. What's his name? It's, da- it's Daniel Jones. Jones, that's his name. <laughs> Bit more time and space. Absolutely. And... You saw last season, he doesn't look like a spastic all of a sudden. He can throw the football yep. and it gives the Giants Sorry more Sorry for any of our listeners out there who might uh, bristle at that sort of language. What did I say? Spastic. But anyway, um, I, I don't like that word either. I, I've used it on occasions and I hate it. But anyway, that's a whole other story. Um, time and place. But, um, Absolutely. And you're pulling me up on, on language. Are you for real? No, not language. I'm just pulling you up on, you know, you're going to start calling people retards next? No. Okay. We did a uh, a bit on, uh, what was his name last week? Uh, Western Bulldogs coach. My, my brain is fried. Luke Beveridge. No, the old one. McCartney. Oh, no, Terry before. Wallace. No, before. Oh, Rodney, 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 Rodney oh, Jesus Christ. And we shouted it out then. Shouted what out? The word, anyway. Yeah. Well, he used that word in context. So then on, on, on Terry Wallace him. ever so slightly, didn't didn't Brent Wallace have one hell of a say on the result of last night's game? He I, was assume pulling, he, I assume he's an umpire? He's an umpire, yeah. A Who? failed footballer who's become an umpire and... What wow, I don't like... Were they fucking atrocious is, last night? If we get tackled... correction up the wazoo. No, but we... Uh, what... This was... Our performance is not on umpire. Oh, we we it get had smashed nothing to do with it, but nothing it was, was horrible. We get tackled and the ball comes out in a t- Sam Walsh gets to takes half a step. Ball Kemp, Kemp had Kemp. one of those. And right. he's sort of going, that's play on. That's, that's, it's coming out of tackle. But whenever... When Ridley on, went to ground in the forward pocket when uh, Harry got him, mm. that's holding the ball. Yep. And, and on a night where they were trigger happy to pay anything, how that wasn't holding the ball is beyond me. Especially our holding the balls and our turnovers 35 oh. out directly in front and for that. Pu- yeah, pushes in the back. 30 metres out from goals every other time. It was sort of like... A bit of, bit of Gordon Bombay. There was that moment, you know, that moment in the first one when he's teaching the kids, take the fall, act hurt, get indignant. Mm. It's like, it sounds silly, but the, the way that Essendon, there was a few where you just went, yeah, you, you're being coached to fall forward, to make... What about the one where Stringer did the big through his head back? Oh, yeah. And you're like, yeah, well, I mean, you're being coached. Was it the Chincotta tackle on fucking some bloke? And, and it, it was <laughs> just a tackle. I don't and, even know what you're and, talking about. Well, no, no, they, they got a free kick and. Uh, but the point I'm making about Nick the whole Martin other thing was about is about to kick a goal. Yeah, and come back. yeah. The, the point I'm making about the other stuff is that. Remember when the Bulldogs won the flag, 
And then I've the, tried to erase it from my And then the next memory, thing but... you hear coming out of the Bulldogs is, we're going to change all the line coaches. And you're like, that just sounds like a really dumb idea. Yeah. You've just won the flag because Fab's coaching the backs, Tim's coaching the mids, Sean's coaching the forwards. Going, what about you just stick, in, just stick with that? Because that's obviously that. worked a fucking treat. Um, no, 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 no. Sean's going to coach the backs now. Tim's going to coach the Let's forwards. And it's and it's just like, and it didn't work. Yeah, you've overthought it. You've thought too much about it. You've tr- like for us last year. Yep, clearance team, stoppage team, big you know bulls, bruises, fantastic. And I, it just feels to me like that needed to be again what we spoke about earlier. That needed to be fucking pumped up. When you're talking about, you know, Raul, either in the meeting room, where's the wall? Yeah, the Kraken brothers. You know, you know wh- whatever you want to call, whatever you want to call the midfield group, you know. And you could go, where are you boys? And you go, and you need to play into that and pump that up and you need to send them out because that's the four on four in the centre square is really the only time it's the team within a team and, yeah. going against one another in a dead ball situation. And they need to be pumped up and fizzed up and they need to go out there like they're going to war. And they need to win this battle physically, mentally. And our guys at the moment in there just look a bit kind of shell-shocked and confused and what are we trying to do and, Jesus, is this going to work? Part of that's the ruck problem, of course. But How did you find TDK's game last night? mediocre. Yeah, he wasn't great. Just mediocre. He dropped a few marks. That was one of my chicken shits. Competing with fucking Harry a couple of times. Yeah, and you just yeah. like, get out of his way, Tom. Yep. Yep. What, and, about, and what about Matt Owey's... Uh, and Charlie Kerner getting in each other's way. Well, here's the thing. I'm Who's some... that on? Oh, uh, Charlie. You reckon? Because Owies has done the right thing. Owies has gone, Owies has immediately gone, oh, Charlie's here. And his attitude was, oh, he's going to be kicking from 55. Yeah. He's going, big boot. Hit Char-. Yeah, and, and Owies has sort of basically seeded the contest Correctly, it sort of told the story of the night, didn't it? Like that—that that was the moment where where you've just gone. Like Charlie, there needs to be the big peacock. Really poor right now. Charlie well, needs to be the needs to do. Oh, you know what he almost needs to do? Go like, through him. No, well, well, not fucking floor him, but mm. take the big mark and then go look at him, give him a look, like get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. So, so then how is that Charlie's fault? Because he's obviously pulled out because he sees Matt always in his way. No, but Charlie needs to go take the mark. And then, like, I would have, I would have preferred to see a contest. And if we fuck it up, we drop it because it's well, you'd two of rather us. two blokes going for it and being too no, we'll hungry. Co- no, we'll than always, uh, from my looks, it always recognised earliest that he was in the wrong spot. It's Charlie. Charlie, you take it. Yeah. And he might have said yours. I don't know. But that as in isolation yeah, for me, you never go things like yours. You're not. Well, he's standing right next to the guy. Surely yeah, you can hear him say. How many, how many opposition me. players? Yeah, you always say you never call yours. Oh, fucking shut up, the two of you. You never call yours, Sean. They were standing next to each other. There's no danger as no, no, no. to who he's fucking saying it to. Never call yours. God damn it. Um, this could be a chicken shit and a chicken salad. I know for me it's going to be a chicken salad. It's going to be a chicken shit for Sean. Guaranteed. Blake Acres. Please. Go with it, please. We Go with it. We rarely show aggression at a contest. And when it was his time to go, he went. He went. Yeah. Only thing he did all night. Good on him. Good moment. Only thing he did all night. He needs to be dropped. So that was the chicken salad. Now, the chicken shit is, I don't disagree with you about him hiding how did, away. How, how did Bins go yesterday? He didn't play. There was, oh, re- there was, was rumours. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was, he was 
going to play for us. But so um, the problem the problem is like I, I, someone tweeted us about it. it was quite, I wish I could bring it up, but um, someone tweeted us about. Um, and that's why Lockie O'Brien doesn't get a game because he'd never do it. And then someone else tweeted, he did it last week. Yeah. He went back with the flight against Melbourne and took an important mark on a back flank. And this idea that, oh, that's why Akers is there because he can do stuff like this. It's the first time he's done it. And I sent the tweet to you last night, Fab. You um, famously potted Lockie Plowman, Mr. Plow, who – uh, You disagreed at the time. Who I've, I think is absolutely growing out a KB-style – He's I've not sh- seen him for a he's while. He's got to shave. He's got really long sides. I think he's going to shave the top of his head and have like a KB style. <laughs> Is he Mad Monday mullet? Well, a little bit, but it's very long at the side. I think he's doing something for Mad Monday. I'm going to do a typical Fabian, Coach Bear, or Beard. Sorry, Coach Beard. Sean. Coach Beard. From Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Oh, I said I want you. I got a beard, so. And you're wearing tracksuit like. and, and a cap. It's you're there. <sighs> Fair enough. Um, what was I talking about? I don't know. Something the about host, the something, yeah, something about the twos. I don't know. <laughs> no, we were um, talking about bins and him being held over. Oh, so Mr. Plough. So you famously yeah, said that Mr. Plough was hiding a couple of years ago. He was hiding, but he was. Eh, Blake Akers is absolutely hiding out there. Eh. I don't know that he's hiding. He's hiding, but he is. He His is confidence is shocked. Of confidence. When will you? When will you say? When will you take accountability for your? I'll take role? accountability. I'll take accountability right now, right here for your role in his demise. If, if. You say on the record, you got it right, Sean. You were right. No, no. You, I think you still your your petulance has you. I'm more and more right every week, Fabian. No, no, no. <laughs> like, it, it wasn't. It's actually gone so far away from you. You need to concede. No, because it, it was never. And Tim, if he was, you know, I, I warned him about. I said good he was. I, I committed the cardinal sin of saying that you he's said, an okay footballer. No, you and said he's no, 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 no. We no. were never talking about he's him. A, I said he's a competent league footballer, and but at the time I made the comment, I said he's playing okay. I still think you were wrong. Yeah, at and the time, he, ever no, since no, then, no, no. ever since then, and his form went down the gurgler. So it's on you. <laughs> My chicken shit <laughs> is you. you. <laughs> All you have to do is say I was right, and I'll tell you. I'll say whatever you want me at to say. At the time, you were not right. I was a hundred percent right. You were right. I was a hundred percent right. No, no, you no. Were right I just now. saw it ahead of everyone no, else, no, 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 and no, I'm no. going to say it again. But, but, it's because you all thought he was the new toy. No, he's no, the no, brand no, new recruit, no, 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 and because of that, he's been targeted to come in and replace the guy that I like in, in Lockie O'Brien, and that was part of it as well. And then that's got nothing to do with it. He's just okay. No, his first. His start to the season was better than okay. Not no, that he's a better than okay player. No, he's, his round one was not great. Nope. And then he played we're not going over. We're not Geelong. going over this. We're not going over each game. Up until that point, the was consensus a, was more than okay. Was that he was he was no being playing more it. than okay? Because no one wanted to see. No, it. no, you're, you were predicting. Don't hate me because I saw it before everyone I'll else. I hate you as much as I want. Don't <laughs> like don't don't come at me because I saw it before anyone else could see it. It's not a competition. No, you could, but, but if you would have like, said, "Don't come at me because I was ahead of the curve." If you could say to me, "Fab," I could not have been play, proven. He's, play, he's playing well at the moment, but he—that's exactly what I said. I said no, he's playing okay. No, I said he's he playing, was playing okay better footy. than okay. But you could say, "But he's playing above himself." I think he's playing above himself, and he's going to drop off. Oh, you are you're you, you are then, trying to rewrite history. Well done, Marty McFly, because you just made a complete fool of yourself, basically. I came out and I said it before anyone else had noticed it, and now you wouldn't find anyone in the fucking Carl community who would disagree one percent with what I've said. Listen, Biff Tannen, you're rewriting history. Please. You said his performances up until that point in which we mentioned it were just okay, and he had been playing better than that. No. Not what he would be as a footballer. Now, 
since you've said that, you have put the juju on him big time. Just called it for what it was. No, no. Do you not see a massive drop-off in confidence? Um, yeah, that's why I said it. That's why I called it. Way back around four or but five. But he didn't lack confidence then. No, no. I said that what he's doing, he's, he's, just, he's a competent league footballer and he's playing okay footy. He's, you know, and then this guy's going, oh, he'd be in the top five in the BNF. Well, he wouldn't At fucking be now. No. So a proof has been in the pudding. Get a snapshot of the BNF race the after proof, round five. The proof will be in if the we pudding. Were, if we were allowed to do Data Ganoush. If we were allowed to do <laughs> What's happening with Data Ganoush? You fucking forgot about that, haven't you? No, no. He's not playing. He's hosting. He can't do Data Ganoush and hosting. No, no, no. But You've forgotten about no, it completely, no, no, haven't it was you? about – it started – about Pitto, and I yeah. said, I'm going to have a look at Pitto. And then you brought it into a segment without telling me. We've pit- we've, we've, so we're just not, gonna, we're just not doing data Ganoush until Pitto, Pitto plays. Yeah, I can, but people have to tell me what you want me to look no, at. No, because this is the problem, Fab. When you actually have a segment that is your remit, you need to actually drive the segment. You can't wait for everyone else to just... I couldn't go. find the keys to the segment. You just can't wait for everyone else to go, oh, by the way, Fab, you've got to do this. Sean, do Sean, this, this, this bothers sure you. Get on top of this. Can we do some track and field? This, this bothers you. But people love me. They do. Shout out to all the Club of Ganoush people. <laughs> oh, trust me, if people knew you, they'd love you. Track and field? Track and field. Tip tip Choge. Uh, Faith Kippy gone? Uh, sorry. Close Shh. enough. Faith. Is that uh, all the chicken salads? Do we have many chicken salads? Honestly, on last Is that all before. the chicken shits? That's it. Yeah, pretty much. Any other chicken shit from you? Well, my, one of my chicken shits is also my Johnny Raincloud, so All right. I, we, Keep we haven't it. touched on it. So No, we'll do that later. But I, I just wanted to... Uh, <laughs> that was a bit too tart. His eyes started to water. <laughs> I wanted to... Was, uh, that, was that sour, that one there? That, might, that <laughs> could be old. Where he's on the vitamin C's again for the listeners that are hearing him smack away in the background. It's so. annoying when someone does that, doesn't it? It is a little bit. It sounds Fine. like one of my sons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't done that one yet, have I? <laughs> Oh, this no. one, this one. <laughs> <laughs> you unintentionally coughed in a timber. I'm going to fart into the mic next. Uh, Faith, no. keep you gone, break the world record in the 5,000 metres. Is that a female? No one cares, Tim. To I quote Fab. Faith, uh, she, she originally broke the 1,500 metre world record. She's fronted up in the 5,000, which is quite a different event. Mm. Broken the world record. It's that. Uh, three and a half thousand metres more. Thanks, uh, well, you're the one who's, you're like, oh, it's, a, it's actually quite a different event, Fabian, the 5,000 metres. Yeah, it is. It's, Tell me your story, Tim, I'm listening. I'm all ears. First woman in history to hold the 1,500 and 5,000 metre world records concurrently. Wow, we. Kid can go. And Where's she from? Kenya. Yep. And at the same time, uh, one of our Norwegian friends, Jakob Ingebrigtsen, who apparently there's like a... Keeping up with the Kardashians version in Norway on the Ingebrigtsens. So they follow the, this guy is a megastar. So he's a middle distance runner as well. And he made a, a world record attempt at the two miles and uh, ran like 755 or something like that, 750, whatever it was. But yep. he's basically done two back to back four minute miles in a row. It's not a, it's not a standard event um, because obviously at the Olympics they run 1,500, 5,000, 10,000. So it's a non standard event. They don't run a lot. But at the end of the day, he said, I'm going to break the world record on the two miles. Went out, duly delivered, broke it by four seconds, if you don't mind. Very good. And my lucky last, little shout out, we lost one of the greats. What is what is the 
What is the most important event at the Olympic Games? The 100 metre, men's 100 metre final. Thank you very much. What is the greatest barrier in world track and field ever? 10 seconds. So the first man to break 10 seconds was a guy by the name of Jim Hines who won the 100 metres at out. the 1968 Mexico Olympics. Uh, he won it in 9.95, broke the world record. He passed away this week, so Vale, Jim Hines. Uh, Jim Hines. Yep. Dead. Dead. Very but, good. But first man to break 10 seconds, massive. Very good, Timbo. And yet it, I don't think anyone would be able to name Jim Hines, yet they'd all be able to say Roger Bannister was the first man to break the four-minute mile. Interesting. Well, there you go. Thank you, Timbo. Are we all poorer for that? Another banger. I don't know That was, of course, Ocean Drive by Duke Dumont. Never heard of them. That's fine. Never heard. You're going to do what song. Fab does when he hasn't heard of a song, and he's like, "It's not a bad." I don't like it. I don't like it. And you're just going, "Okay, you just haven't heard of it." He goes, "No, I don't like it." Yeah, but you can also make a judgment off your initial hit. Uh, I, I like the song. I've never heard of it, but it was yeah. Quite, you're open-minded. It was though, quite Tim. boppy. You're open-minded. It was quite good. I liked it. It's a good track. I have well. And why do we play I, it, Tim? Because the blues are no good. <laughs> Wow, 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 we. All right, where do we move to now? We're going to start with. The mailbox, people. You've got mail. Let it play out. Very good. First one from Jakey, Jakey9119. He's, um, his tweet was a, a, a gif of the Joker from the 89 Batman saying, does this club need an enema? Da-da-da-da. <laughs> so that's what it is. So I thought that. Um, and then Daniel Vid followed that up with, ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Yeah, I like it. I think we're dancing with him right now. The worst part about that whole thing was, so they had that, and then in Batman Returns, they tried to um, – it's the worst thing a sequel can do is that that you ever dance with the pale – ever dance with the devil by the pale moonlight was this really you – know, and the Joker even said it is. It's just something that I say and it doesn't mean anything but it was a fun line. And then they tried to go back to the well again in Batman Returns. Do you remember what the line was? No, I'm drawing a blank. They had this thing they needed, what's the line? What's the, the silly little you – know, in this film? And it was – From um, who? Well, I'm not going to give that away. Who's the villain? You're talking about sorry. The villain didn't say it. Well, one of the the anti-hero said it. So anyway, the line was um Are you talking about Fiber? mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it, a mm. kiss can be deadlier if you mean it. And that yeah. was the Poison Ivy. No. Catwoman. Catwoman. Jesus Christ. Selena Kyle. Uh, so that was the line that was the de- ever dance with the devil by the pale moonlight in returns. And it was like, yeah, don't need to do it. I'm going to change tact a bit and ask you a Batman question. Mm. What is the actual History of the Joker. Now, obviously, we see it in very, and I always loved the whole. He's the guy who kills Batman's parents. That's from, horrendous. 
That's not right. That, I understand. The it's idea th- is that Joe Kill, Joe Chill, kills Batman's parents, and he is a just a victim of the lower class who is so desperate and driven to this act via desperation and the malaise that's affecting Gotham City. He's just a member of the general public who, in a moment of yeah pure desperation, is forced in his own mind into doing that. The idea that it was the Joker slash Jack Napier, the idea that the Joker has an identity is patently wrong. And is that just laziness by the writers that... Um... I think it's a lack of understanding of the source material, not yeah, by okay. Sam Hamm who wrote it. Sam Hamm famously wrote Batman and uh, in 1989 and he was aghast and to this day doesn't like that they had... Not so much the Jack Napier thing, but he doesn't like the fact that it was the Joker that killed Batman's parents. And he sort of, at any, every chance that he gets, sort of distances himself from that decision. That it just wasn't, saying that was a bad. Call. It wasn't my. That wasn't my call. Yeah. Okay. That wasn't my decision. He he uh, doesn't support it. Doesn't agree with it. So the because, idea with the Joker is I'm that the Joker say, was all of those all of those uh, comic book, um, you know, the the wild success of Marvel. You know, and obviously everything that it, all the other franchises are trying to do, and and you know, you talked about Star Wars and all that sort of stuff. You've got to you've got to pay homage to the work that's happened before it, and not go off on your own little tangent to be able to suit one chapter, one so there's a movie moment, or whatever. You, you've got to have the big picture, and you've got to have it stepped out. And yeah, connected. look, there's a moment with, um, I don't, I'm not 100% sure if it's in The Killing Joke, which is the famous Alan Moore novel, which has informed so much of the post-1985 sort of 1985 Joker story. So the idea with The Killing Joke is that he was just like a, he was just a guy, um, a, a failed sort of stand-up comedian driven to become what he did by virtue of a bad day. Yep. He had a, he had one bad day and what <coughs> Michael Douglas. What <coughs> but what precipitated you know, what was like what came after that was what he would ultimately become. Yep. And he ends up getting uh, lured into doing this job at Ace Chemicals uh, falls in the vat. Um, he's framed, these mobsters get him in and they frame him as the ringleader, blah 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 blah. And that has sort of largely informed the character from then on. Um and that's the famous comic where he paralyzes Barbara Gordon, and the idea in doing he shoots her. The idea in doing that is because he wants to prove to Commissioner Gordon Commissioner. that all it takes is a bad day, and it's a very controversial comic. And what he does and exploits her, and does he or doesn't he rape her? It's it's a very sort of unsavory, very it's a bit of a black mark to be honest for all the good stuff that it's done for the character. There's also this sort of, geez, did you overstep the mark a bit? Yeah. Is yeah. it a bit unsavory? Um, did you need to go that far? Did you need to go that far? But the the general consensus, I suppose, with the Joker is that there is no origin, there is no um, set in stone, this is how it's played out, this is who he used to be, etc. Um, Heath Ledger sort of alluded to that a little bit when he told the different stories yep. and the idea was, again, I said, I'm not sure if it was Killing Joke, but uh, what did he say? He goes, if I, if I had a history, I prefer it to be multiple choice. And that's part of the unsettling nature of the character is that you don't know if... It's a bit haphazard. But you don't know if what he's telling you is true. Yeah, okay. Because he himself is so crazy. And I've used the example like, you know, with, with the Flash movie coming out, Michael Keaton coming back, and there's a line, I don't know if it's made the final cut of the film, but it's in the trailer, where they do the, you want to get nuts scene, let's get nuts. 
and that's become this. Oh, it's it's to me, it's a great example of a scene that's been misread for thirty five years now. I think we've spoken about it on the pod. That line is so misunderstood, and it's like aped and memed and all this stuff for people who don't understand why it's actually brilliant. It's because we're in a room and we're playing it straight that this guy, the Joker's in the room and a guy that the audience knows is Batman's there, but nobody else in the room knows he's Batman Mm. and he suffered this trauma and we all of a sudden get a glimpse that, oh, he's actually not, like, yeah, he's crazy. Like what he's doing is actually, he's the hero of this movie, but like what he's actually doing is nuts. It's a bit off the wall too. And then you flash to the Joker and this is a guy who's murdering half the city through the chemical ploy and the cosmetics and stuff. And he's in full Joker makeup and he's there to kidnap this woman who he doesn't know because he's infatuated with her. And he's got this look on his face like, this guy's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's brilliant. The mm. guy, the craziest guy in the room is looking at a dude, Bruce Wayne, just wearing a nice suit, going, this guy's fucking nuts. Yeah, But he's yeah. done – It's brilliant. He's intentionally sought to act – a little bonkers. No, it's because he's had that moment with when the Joker's there and he's seen what's playing out and he just gets a bit – he just – Bruce Wayne sort of loses himself for the moment. He's not given away that he's Batman or that – and even at that point, he doesn't – that Jack Napier hasn't said the um, – have you ever danced with the devil, the pale moonlight, which – That's when he, he switches. Which he goes, what? That's, see, that's, that's the best part of the scene. No, the best, the best part of the scene is the Joker's look of like <laughs> – he sort of half looks around the room and goes, this guy is, this guy's fucking nuts. Also, I don't know much about ballistics, but that little tray. Well, you just had it in the right spot. It wasn't stopping a fucking bullet, mate. It was made of pure, it was like silver. How do you know what it was made out of? Because that's the point. It was in her apartment. It wasn't made out of fucking A-foil. What do you reckon he went there and he did chemical testing on this bit of metal before he goes off? We'll be right here. (laughs) A, it's a movie. Yeah, I know. And B, he would be, this is Bruce Wayne. This is the film, he's the world's greatest detective, pretty cluey dude. And he's probably just looked at it on that. Remember, he picks it up and he's holding. I might hold, watch 89 today. But he's picked it up and he's sort of playing with it. And he's probably figured, yeah, this is like, he's not a fucking imbecile. If you ever pick up a tray of something, you're like, this has got a bit of something about it. <laughs> this is a plastic plate. Yeah, no, it's, it's, this is a party, a Do you paper remember those, party plate. Uh, materials, glasses, Timbo, at yeah. uni? Yeah. yeah. Sean dominated them. Um, okay. He and uh, Bruce Wayne together. Is the French Open the worst major sporting event in the world? No. This is from uh, John Connell, 1981. No, I think it's got its own charm. It's certainly the lesser of the four tennis majors. It's, I never really know when it's on. So that's, that's well, it's just finished. Novak beat uh, Kasper yeah, Rude. I, I know that because uh, shout out to Goz has obviously <laughs> let us all know about it. Yeah. Poor old fucking – like the problem with tennis at the moment is you've got Carlos Alcaraz. I keep getting told that he's going to be – You've got to be made bit. of fucking sterner stuff. Like, so who did he beat in the final? Casper. Uh, no, no. So jo- Djokovic beat Alcaraz in the semi. Alcaraz had cramp from like the second set. It's like you've yep. got to be made of sterner stuff than this, mate. Yep. This is like what Novak used to do. But that's what Novak does. He just he just overpowers you. Overwhelms. The second you. set, mate. When was you, the second set? It wasn't good enough. It he wasn't good enough. Mate. You have to be, like if if he wants to be compared and he wants to, but be he's looking over the net and guess who's there? It's no, like no, no, fucking Tim that. Davis. We've yeah, got to yeah. beat him, mate. But Someone has to beat this he guy. He wants to be the next Nadal, 
Nadal isn't he like twenty one years old or something? Twenty. Nadal won it when he was sixteen. So it's not that old. Yeah, not that young. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Seven, no, you're talking about Boris Becker. Well, we did do that too. What? How old was he when he first won? He would have been eighteen, nineteen. The big red-headed German. No, we're talking about Nadal now. Oh. But the point—the point is that <laughs> Becker definitely won it as a six to, won Wimbledon as a sixteen-year-old. You know, and then Casper Ruud obviously beat Holger Rune, which is a bit disappointing. I think Rune's got the weapons to beat Novak. He beat him a couple of weeks ago uh, in uh, Rome. I think it might have been pre-tournament. I backed a. I always do a championship double for every um, Grand Slam. Higa? No, no. I went Sabalenka into Rude. Nah. So nah, Sabalenka got, got beaten in the semi by Mukova. Yeah. But but it was like seven six six seven seven five. So if I were a betting toss man, of a coin, Iga, yeah. Iga's the... you, you'd take the dollar forty into the dollar forty, would you? No, e- no, Iga's the. <laughs> you just won two dollars. Iga, she, Iga's the. She's a jet. She's the. She'll beat herself. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. I I put a bet on to try and beat her. But in terms of the worst sporting event, I'm not sure. I wouldn't say the French. I think the French has got its own quaint charm. But it's. I don't think people are setting an alarm to be able to watch the French <laughs> Open the way that they do with some of the other events. No, no, they the are. World. But at the same time, you could say that about a lot of. You could say yeah. people love the Tour de France. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's it's either up your alley or it's not. I'm not setting an alarm. Like I, I watched a little bit of the final last night early, uh, just because I'd largely lost the will to live for a while there. Um, Fair enough. And uh, but um, it was um, yeah. I don't set my alarm for it. Right. Yeah. Next one from Talbot Henry. Ex-swimmer, Talbot Henry. Actually invited me to swim uh, down at the beach. Are you sure it's one and the same? Absolutely. Is it a listener? Yeah. Well, shout out. Well, they're writing it to the mailbox. Well, this is in for you, Timbo. Yeah. (laughs) True. That was was a silly question. (laughs) My super coach team is called the Kryptonites. Should I trade out Crips this week or hold until after the buy? Timbo, you are the expert. Despite not landing us a trophy... And we had to sack you. We're, there's still a league going. Several times. Are you in it? Yeah. Are we in it? As it is in the show. We're in it. How are we going? Uh, I think we're second behind um, uh, one of the blokes that uh, his name escapes me. He does his own content on. Uh, we're not going to know on who Super this Coach. is. Not, not Leck Dog. Leck Dog, exactly. Oh, Leck exactly Dog's your, he's your fucking daddy in this Supercoach. We, 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 he's my nemesis. See, I beat him earlier in the we season. Had, we had the chance to. Engage Lech Dog as our, as our senior coach. We <laughs> yeah, fucked up. That's exactly right. We went for this idiot. But we didn't. We haven't sacked you, Tim, because we're all about stability. I'm second yeah. on the ladder, eight and three, behind Lech Dog, who is... Anyway, uh, should he trade out Crips or wait till after the bye? What did he score? Let's, let's, oh, who gives a shit, Timbo? Just answer the question. Well, I'm trying to answer the question. I'm, I think the answer is yes. You should trade him out. Well, Cripps has scored 58, so you don't want 58 on your record for two weeks in a row. You trade him out immediately. Oh. Trade him. Trade him. Okay, next one is from Damien Moulet. Or Mule. There's a little accent there. Can Moulet? we stop with Ed Kerno, please? Sean, discuss. Just don't know what we're trying to get out of him. Were we – did we fall half – like, ass backwards into last season, Ed not being available – and therefore, I just don't know why they keep going back to him. Like it's, it's. There was a clear ploy last night for him to tag. And first half, I think he did okay. And then Merritt moved forward and killed us. That's yes. it. So if you if you're in for a penny, he has to go forward with him as well. Yeah, he does. Mm. It's it doesn't make sense. It's look, they're obviously committed to him. We spoke about why you recontract him. I was totally on board the recontracting because I thought, I thought from a 
from a culture point of view, from a training standards point yep. of view, um, from a leadership point of view in the twos, I thought, perfect. Clem to do some auxiliary coaching at the twos level, fantastic. Made made all the sense in the world. You basically, Mentor Ollie Hollands. Basically, you're getting an extra development coach. You are. Outside your cap, perfect. Correct. And we obviously don't have that imagination, um, which again is just another cross on this footy department, because we're playing him. And he's played 10 games. Easily. And it's it's like... Ten, Ed Curnow playing 10 games is 2023 is an indictment. Yes. So, and don't and he's give me this, mo- this crap that, yeah. oh, like, oh, you know, um, he's doing better than someone else could. Well, we wouldn't know. Mm. Because for some reason, he's one of the first names on the team sheet. Well, and, and I think the most disappointing thing is with a kid like Paddy Dow and the ability that he's got and the chances, like, even if it was a 50 50 split in the games that have been played, because you see five games of output from Ed Curnow, well, you know what you're going to get. You know, he's going to, he's going to go 110%. He's going to work his ass off. He's going to give you everything that he's got. But given the opportunity, Dow is going to give you more now. 100%. And, and, and the fact that we haven't seen it and all we've seen is less than three quarters out of Dow so far in a season that has been an absolute write-off. Can I speak too? Like, you got this thing about selection on Thursday night, and this goes to the Kerno thing, and this isn't a crack at Ed Kerno personally because he's probably a lovely guy and he's the career he's forged at the Carlton Football Club has been amazing. Fab just gave me a bit of a look to suggest that he's not. He's, no, he's, he's, no, he actually, he's, he's, he's lovely. He's a client. He's, he's, he's a client. He's, he's just um, a bit loose, Ed. Uh, that's fine. So he's probably like a really nice guy and great around the club and the career he's forged for himself at the Carlton Football Club having come through at Box Hill and got himself an opportunity and he's fantastic stuff. He should be very, very proud of what he's achieved in the game. But we shouldn't be picking him in 2023. Agreed. And the message that it sends, people did the numbers last week. So Ed started the majority of the season, played the majority of the season, went back to the twos last week, was unremarkable, had 14 or 15 touches, didn't do too much, straight back in. And I made the example, again, we go to Paddy Dow, and it's take the name off it. Paddy Dow's played two quarters of football this year. Yes. He's probably leading our twos B and F, and he's played two quarters of football. But he's also come in both games in a situation where we're collectively out of it. This is it. Do you know what I mean? So, so he's not coming into a, a, a machine that's – Humming or playing well, whatever. It, it, like, everything's point, fallen in, and then oh yeah, bring Paddy down. I made the point last like, on the on the uh, Thursday or Friday, whatever day it was, that we're going to play more risky footy, quicker footy, etc. Well, don't drop Zach Fisher. No, that's right. Zach Fisher didn't play very well last Friday. Not a problem in the world. But at least sort of recognise that this is actually probably going to help him in this transition game and him being able to run and drive his legs and hit targets inside 50. Embrace the chaos. Embrace the chaos. Zach Fisher actually suits that. Absolutely does. So why don't we give him a stay of execution and deploy him, give him an opportunity. And then what he does with that opportunity is up to him. No, no, no. He's just straight back out again. You've got, you know, Bins, young player, and getting closer to a debut the more he puts these numbers up but doesn't get a look in. But Ed does. And if people don't think that this affects the culture and morale of the dressing room, if people don't think that this gets people talking and going, Jesus, Ed? Going, of course it does. Yeah. Of course it does. And it splinters the dressing room. And if you can't – our coaches can't see the impact that has, the negative impact that has, then that's another problem. Or, or are they so afraid of getting Charlie offside? Well, surely Charlie realises that his brother can't play football fucking forever. Well, that's this is what I'm saying. That's why I'm asking the question. And at some point, like surely, if that's a problem, you'd be going, Charlie, come on, mate. You've been for, you serious. Yeah. Next one's from Davo seventy one. 
Why don't Carlton get unexpected wins? The moral <laughs> lifting ones like the Hawks had just had. Our club is so intent on getting the high exposure marquee games that we just wilt in. With those high exposure games, the way we perform, we only get we only get embarrassment, brand damage, and ridicule. No, we're not playing good footy. We're not playing good footy. We're not playing footy. We're playing. It's all come. All comes back to confidence. It all comes back to Brisbane. And we, I'll give you the example. Like Hawthorne. Like Hawthorne end up doing uh, a really meritorious double over Brisbane in terms of the Hawks and then the Box Hill Hawks on the Saturday. And most people probably would have expected. Not obviously not at the same ground or anything. No, no, no. But most people probably would have expected Brisbane to do both. Brisbane in the twos are undefeated, travelling really, really well. In the ones, yeah, they've got their problems at the MCG, but they're playing some good footy. They're pushing up that top four and they're expected to be a challenger. But Hawthorne's attitude was clearly, and even I saw it firsthand with the Box Hill stuff, was honestly, wholeheartedly, fully committed, this is how we win this weekend. Yeah. Yep. This is how we win the game. And then when you see it happen, you see it happen in front we of play you. play to win the game. Herm Edwards. Oh, right, okay. I'll, I could listen to Herm Edwards for days. Kingus tells a great story of... Um, Herm Edwards? No, no. Oh. When he was at St Kilda. And I think I've gone with this on pod before, but they did... A, when he was coaching at St Kilda... Just let it play out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then fade it down. There we go. When Adam was coaching at St Kilda, <laughs> wrong sting, um, they came up against Richmond in the middle of their you know four-year dominant run. Yep. Uh, so it must have been must have been the first year, first or second year um, of the four, because I think Adam it must be the first because I think Adam went across. So the they won, they hadn't won the flag yet. Yes, they hadn't won the flag yet, but they were flying. They were flying, and St Kilda wasn't a good side, and they came up against them and they said, right, this is the setup, this is the way that we're going to play. This is the way that we're going to beat them. Let's go. I don't know that they actually believed that they would, but they said this this is how we could. They bounced the ball. Everything that they said, every matchup, everything was perfect. They did exactly what they were said, said they were going to do. And like halfway through or late in the second quarter, it was like 12 goals to two. And and I reckon it was halfway through the year, I reckon St Kilda were at three and eight. And, um, I think I vaguely remember that. And and it was like you couldn't play better. It, and it was just everything that they said they wanted to do. You know what the playing group did. needs, Tim? What they what they're being told. They're being told how many things every single week about the way we want you to play, the way we need you to play, the way the opposition are going to play, who they're going to match up on. Players, whether they notice every single piece of information they're fed or not, need the um, nourishment. Nourishment's not the word, but they, they need – there's a moment, an important moment where they look around and go, yeah. oh, yeah, that's exactly what's happened. Yeah. Oh. So I like there it. You go. I like it. But they go a light bulb moment. But, yeah. but they sort of go, oh, exactly what Fossey told us, that's exactly what's happened. That's right. Oh. Whereas we would not be getting that. And, would, it, and it's a snowball effect. We then would you not be getting that. And when it's constantly happening, when you're looking around going... It ratifies Voss's messaging too. And then this you, is okay, it. Well. That's the word I was looking for. But when you, when they, at this point, they would be looking around going, wrong again. Yeah. <laughs> or they'd be going, that didn't work. It'd be like shooting McGavin with the five-eyed. Guess what, you're fired. <laughs> Just go, they'd be looking around going, that was wrong. Yep. They got that one wrong again. Yep. <laughs> We're talking about... Pierre came in the other day, he hurt himself. This is actually, this is a couple of weeks ago. The... Fly screen door smacked him in the back of the heel, and most, but yeah, you lose a bit of skin or whatever. And How it's hard. 
I think he just closed and he's collecting Uber. Yeah. Somehow he's blamed it on his daughter. I we've don't know. All, we've all, we've all, all right. Done. And it's just, it's just that we, know that we all know the one. It's, 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 it's kind of on your, yeah, your lower exactly Achilles and it's, it's got infected. Oh, no. Right. And he's, he's gone. He's walked in and he's wearing a Air Max on one side. Sorry, an Air Force One on one side and a thong. All right. And I said, Pete just looks at him and goes, why wouldn't you just wear. Two thongs. Two thongs. He goes, oh, my hip's killing me. He's literally <laughs> on an angle. And it reminded me. The leading tower of Pierre. The, um, of, well he goes, there. oh, downhill <laughs> when, uh, in Happy Gilmore when his caddy goes, oh, downhill and to the right. And he goes, no, it only seems that way because you've got one shoe on. Because <laughs> he's had the. Uh, yes. Great. He's got the big wily beard. He does. Looks like any one of those looks people. Like Kenny, Kenny Loggins. <laughs> looks like uh, who do you see? Still, Still side bottom. Um, Coach B. Coach, a beard. Coach Beard, of course. Sean Peter Budgewatch. Yes. Yesterday, my family and I, obviously part of a long weekend, thought we'd go and get uh, fish and chips from Captain Gummy in East Doncaster, Tunstall Square. Donvale, technically. Donvale. And uh, <laughs> don't fool with the man <laughs> who delivers the mail. Do you deliver to Captain Gummies? Yep. Yep. They get a lot of money. It's probably technically, it's probably actually Doncaster East, but it's like. Isn't that what I said? Yes. No, I'm just sort of thinking, but it's like, uh, it's a bit <laughs> Don't weird. Don't go back. Doesn't it say it on the mail? No, well, because it's like the Donvale Re- Rehabilitation Centre is just across the road. And so is the, the church. But it could there. be called the Donvale. No, but it's, it's just a bit weird. It's mm. probably technically Donvale. Not important. Mm. <laughs> um, and anyway, we are going to take our fish and chips to um, just the... Fox Hill City Oval. No, footy ground at Warrandyte yeah. because they had uh, they got a basketball ring and I was going to kick a new soccer ball that we bought with Pat on the weekend as well. He wanted to run around and kick that. Yep. Uh, very good family time. So, Sounds uh, like with, a nightmare. With the dog in the car as well. So we couldn't all get out. Yep. So I stayed in the car. Gus. Gus. And Elise jumped out with Patty. And as I pulled up, directly outside the fish and chip shop was uh, the Black Renault. And I half thought to myself, I thought, ah, oh, that looks like Sean's car. Did not give it a second thought, sit in the car. The other two kids are making all sorts of noise and all that sort of stuff, as they tend to do. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, bike walks out in um, silky tracksuit pants and long socks and <laughs> slides and the hat. And, uh, and I thought... Oh my god! The old it, Buffalo it's Bills. Kenny Loggins. <laughs> it's Kenny. <laughs> Silky tracksuit pants. And then I thought. Uh, and then I thought. I wonder whether a Elise will recognise Sean, and or will Sean recognise Elise? And, and I think Elise saw you first. Is that right? Yeah, because well, she was sort of sitting. She was standing. Oh, I sort of one of those things where I'm not fucking. I'm not walking into the fish and chip shop eyeballing everyone. Yeah, you know, as I'm walking. Sunday oh, afternoon. I agree. Do you I just kind of go you? in, and, you, and you? you're always, even though you know what you're going to order, you peer up at the board. Yeah, but you sort of. I just sort of. Walk, I had sense of thinking of something else, and uh, yeah, no, Elise. Um, we obviously walked by her, and she. Uh, we had a chat. Yes, there you go. So Sean Peter Budgewatch, usually on the bike, usually delivering. No. A, a, a lot of people have well, been bumped. It was a Sunday, I suppose. You've, bu- you've bumped into him. Um, you've bumped into Nathan before. Oh, that was ages ago. So you go. I bumped into someone at Box Hill yesterday. Was it Daniel on Saturday? Shout out to you. I was Daniel. I don't know. Well, didn't give you your surname. There's a few Daniels who. LaRusso. Stocker? Uh, no, well, there's a few Daniels who. I'm not sure which Daniel it was. Uh, but he said hello. We briefly exchanged and. Uh, it's unfortunately, was um, extraordinarily busy, so I couldn't really uh, have a chin wag, but uh, that was nice. What did you order at Captain Gummy? Some fish and chips. Thank you. I'm not saying 
no uh, fish sort of lucky or anything like that. Do you still go to your that terrible fish and chip shop out of your way? <laughs> terrible one. Yeah. We haven't. No, that no. One at the Plenty Valley. No, the one at Plenty Valley was awesome until they sold, and then it, it's now we haven't gone back. It we was, had it a few times. It was when, it, he, when he used to invite me over semi-regularly, and we had it a couple times, and it was there. Timbo, how many times have you heard me say, on pod, live, this thing's recorded, we have... You don't just record. invite yourself around to someone's house, Fabian, for if you, fucking... If you would eat... I know that you don't have the ability to host, so if you were like, hey, Fab, you want to watch this weekend's game, I would say, come over. Or, what are you doing this weekend? Most people will go, what are you doing this weekend? I'll be like... Not much. Or you can Come extend over. the invitation yourself, but that's right. the other option. Have you ever, I, I said, have you had the chicken burger with the chicken savlaki meat? No. Try it. No. <laughs> so in answer to your question, no, we get hunky dories, but it is ridiculously expensive. Expensive. Yeah. I'm talking about if if you get a you try to get a pack and make it work that way, but otherwise it's like two dollars ninety for a dim sim. And that's not an exaggeration. Large <laughs> No no They're just normal Marathon dim sims Deep fried Oh yes. Cliff uh, Cliff specials are they Just marathon dim sims At least he's on board With it now It's one of the You don't even get it This is why <laughs> The gags is terrible This one's for you From Chris Marintelli For who? Timbo Who's lost more money this year Weedering or TDK? We actually had the discussion In the car I reckon TDK's lost Two million dollars I reckon the value That he had At the end of last season uh, he would be attracting a wage that is $400,000 a year less than what it was What now. The rumour is Sydney have offered him eight years. <laughs> well, it'll be on what? less coin than what it was going. I, I'd heard similar, yeah, seven and eight. Um, but I was basically, I was saying, if, 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 he, if you assumed it was going to be, say, a five-year deal, he would be signing for 400 less than what he would have otherwise. So I reckon conservatively... It's cost him two. Even if even if he's eight years up in Sydney and they're three hundred less than what they were originally going to offer, that's two four. I reckon is what he's cost himself. It's a fair bit of money. Yep. And following on from this, Sean, you weren't you're not overly pleased with the length of contract that has been offered recently in the AFL. Do you oh, think I would, I would do you think a the max a term. cap? No, I would just have a max term contract of five years. So you can sign not not max um, terms, so you can, money's irrelevant. You can sign for how much money they want to pay you. Yeah. But a max, I think that I I would be, I would be advocating uh, for a five year max term contract. But why? Because because there's haves and have nots, and you can look at it from either party. I, I, I see the issues with clubs like ours that we could make we could balls up something massive. Yeah. But even that, like Nick Blakey signing till twenty thirty one, you're going why? I, I don't see the need Why? to because you don't know. Like, Why? Th- there are times in Why? in the arc of a, f- a sport that the amount of money that comes into the sport will spike every now and again. No, that's fine. That's why you sign the less, le- lo- that's what I'm lesser saying. terms. That's what I'm saying. I, I just think that you've, we've got a situation whereby the league needs a pretty drastic overhaul with those player movement mechanisms and contract stuff and first-year you know, draftees' first contracts and free agency and all that stuff. And I think that this needs to be part of it. You just you just see these contracts. For, and for players, you go, well, that's beautiful for you. You're, you've got a contract now for the next however long. Yeah. Um, but is that actually what's best for the club? Well, I think for in the case of Nick Blakey, I think if you've still got his dad on staff... 
and he's come through the academy and he's been there the whole time, he's gone, this is where I want to be. Eight years I, is too I, I don't know why it has long. to be eight years because if you do four and then reassess where the market's at and all that sort of stuff, because the last four years of his deal, he might be getting paid 50% less than what he's actually worth. Yeah, it could, be, the, it could be converse, Timber. He could be on a heavily back-ended contract and it could be an absolute... Albatross. What do they call it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, next one is from Junior. Brilliant. I'm so happy it's recording today. Four hours this week, please. Won't be, Junior. We need it. <laughs> and there is no question posed there, but because it's from Junior, I read it out. What's the time running at? Because it's... Uso! What's it? <laughs> We're under two hours. Under two? Yeah. We are doing... Well, well, so the tight 45, we're actually, you know what the funny thing is? We're actually going to run probably about the length that I would have had the episode run Absolutely anyway. not. Gary, we've still got an S.I. Morales and a Johnny Raincloud to carry. We've still got S.I. Morales. Can we just shush? Can we just? No, no, no. We've still got S.I. Morales. We've still got Johnny Raincloud. We do have Millionaire. So we do have We do have Millionaire. So we're going to run about the length that my episode would have run anyway. Do me a favour. Now, Gary Darrell. Gary underscore Daryl. Smithy. This one's for Timbo. How do I motivate my 10-year-old son to want to continue to support this club? Timbo, as a father. Money. Of three. And I'm in this position myself. Are any of your boys like, are they interested, overly interested in? They wax and wine. As I always said, I've always told the story about four years ago, I'd always fed Tyron the line that Carlton has won more premierships than any other team. Certainly if you count grand finals anyway. Uh, and... Uh, and he accepted that for like 11 years. That, uh, that rhetoric was sufficient for him. And he asked me one day, he goes, Dad, who's won the second most premierships? And I Don't thought, ask that question, Tyrone. I thought, geez, that wheels have turned there. And he's sort of gone, I like your thinking, but this barracking for Carlton is just not working for me. And yeah. I thought, poor kid. Well, Harvey- and, and they're so apathetic. Like that, they'll take it on board. Did they win? Did they not win? Yeah, Tyrone will be happy at times when we're playing good footy and all that sort of stuff. He'll get a bit upset if things don't go our way. But he's a bit emotional, Tyrone, and it's not a good fit for him. But yeah, it's uh, well until we start playing good again, there'll be no interest. Harvey's right in that wheelhouse now that he's he's he wants to be on a winner. Be on a winner, exactly. So he's when are we playing, Dad? Can we watch it together, Dad? Blah blah blah. He's in it. Now, Alexander, he couldn't give a raw – like, Alexander's a Collingwood supporter. It's That's no, probably arguably your greatest failure, failure as a father, um, that situation. It's no mystery that my son is a Collingwood supporter. Yeah, but you, um, you, anyway, you, we're let, moving. you let Kelly, who you've – and she's admitted as much – doesn't give two squirts a piss, really. Yeah, well – You just he, let him he, go to Collingwood. I didn't let him. That's what he no, chose you did. to do. You just now, stood by idly and let him do it. My thing was that we will – Didn't I sign him up? Yes. No, no, he is – no, you signed up, Harvey. Yeah. You forgot about the second child. <laughs> but he's not in the space that he doesn't care. Who do you go for, Alexander? Collingwood, but he doesn't care. He's not passionate. Right? You and know why he's not passionate? Because he doesn't shit again? No, because he doesn't have that relationship that his father has. Who, and this isn't always the case. I'm not saying that it's always the case. But I would say that in the majority of cases, the father would be the one who steers the love of football yep. or the interest in football, the passion for football. Yep. You've just said yourself not five seconds ago that Harvey wants to spend time with his dad watching 
the yeah, team because you he cares follow. about fo- because he goes to school and he talks to his mates and stuff. No, but this is it. So but, you, you, let me finish. You've had this conversation. You've just said that you want to have Harvey. Harvey wants to spend time with you, watching the team that you follow together. You haven't fostered that relationship with your other son because you just let him walk down no, the road and follow the other f- team. At five years old, Harvey didn't give a shit either. No, but this is not the point. Fam. And, and what strategies did you employ with your son, Sean? You'd be following Carlton. No, no, be, no, no, no. If Sands or bats about it. But no, no. Who does your son barrack for? What's the point of even asking this question? <laughs> you, can't, you, know you, can't, sends or you haven't been there. No, you haven't, been, so there. You haven't been there and done that. Now, don't fucking make excuses for your failure. Now, Harvey is sitting there week in, week out, and by half time, it's Pokemon cards out or something else. You know what I mean? And he's still there and he's still in front of the TV. Tell you what, I wish I had some Pokemon cards yesterday. I'll um, tell you. Yeah, but kids are like that, fat. No, no, no. He wants, mate, it is so hard to convince. So against the Eagles, did he sit and watch the whole Eagles game? In his defence, uh, he probably fell asleep halfway through the third quarter. It was a bit late for him. Yeah, after Charlie kicked his seventh. Yeah, so the point <laughs> I'm making is even when we're playing rollicking, high-scoring football, destroying a team, it's not good enough to hold his entire attention. Yeah, so that's young kids. That's exactly my point. So this idea that, oh, he's drifting off after half-time because the team just can't. They're just not playing cohesive enough football to hold his attention. When we're playing during the game, uh, like, during the day... He, he wants – I've taken him to the football. We go there. We've got no iPads, no nothing. He's just there to absorb what's on the field. It's hard to tell kids to barrack for Carlton when we don't give them anything. It's as and hard as you make it. No. But anyway. It's as hard as you make it. You say that your dad, he goes, I follow Carlton, my father followed Carlton, that's why we follow the Blues. Go, Some of the great moments and experiences of my life, Harvey, we're going to football with my father and sharing those moments with him, it is. and we're going to share those moments as well. Win, lose, draw, that's just what we do. Sometimes your team's good, sometimes it's bad. Sometimes maybe good, let's go, sometimes, sometimes maybe, maybe shit. Let's go, that's how it works. You've done it the wrong order. He's the host. He's done it in the wrong order. No, there is. He's done it in the wrong order. All right, gents. We're going to throw this to Sean. Sean. Two words. The <laughs> SI Morales Memorial Buster Nut Trophy for round whatever it was. 13. 13. Goes to? Adam Chera. Incorrect. Jack Martin. No, it's Adam Chera. <laughs> no, but I just wanted it. No, honestly, I, you couldn't give that to anyone. That's but. how it's done, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's done. What an uns- what a spectacular failure from Faber Ganoush again. I couldn't take my eyes off Jack Martin, but that might be something about my own uh, prejudices. We're moving to Johnny Rainclair, Timbo. You just let yep. that play out. That only doesn't run very long. I don't care, Sean. Just let me do what I need to do. I'm like a learner. I've got my L plates on, and I think I've done pretty fucking good. Yeah, it's been a disaster. <sighs> disaster. Johnny Rainclair, does anybody... Yes. Yours, Timbo, go. We talked about it in the car as well. Lewis Young. Lewis Young. Johnny Rainclads are supposed to be uncarton related. I'm doing a Sean. Are they? Now, this is how you, again, the only good thing about this failed experiment is perhaps Fabian will have an understanding of well, how frustrating it can be to wrangle some things out of these episodes. No, Johnny Rainclad is not, generally speaking, carton related. Carton related. That is yeah. the. That's a, what you're talking about is probably his bad form, I'd imagine. That's a chicken shit. Well, no, no, it was no. Well, yes and no, but it was. It no, was no, more, I'm with Sean on this one, Timbo. It was more under responsibility last season. He blossomed so significantly, 
and I thought we had a genuine elite key position defender and it does seem that since he's had his mates come back and the support around him, he's regressed and he's not hiding like you said on player or anything else like that. He's just not stepping up and being dominant the way that he can be. And I talked about the chicken shits and the drop marks before, but his ability to be able to put his stamp on the game. And look, the first his first kick of the game where he got the handball from Wietering and he's kicked right foot and he should have gone more up the line and longer and harder and he's just picked out Neston player. It was fucking Stringer, wasn't it? At least it didn't hurt us. But, you know, you just got to take your opportunities and you just got to be better. And I think he's signed on a really good contract on the back of very good form. And he's not, and he's not Daniel LaRusso here. He is not playing to his contract. He's not playing to his best form. He's not playing good footy. And it devastates me because... That is like, I just, I listened to everything you said and I took it all in. I absorbed it all. I agree with it. And everybody is now dumb. No, no, I agree with everything <laughs> you said. Um, Billy Madison. Billy Madison. <laughs> I agree with everything you said. And I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, I sit, you sit there and you go, that's a chicken shit. <laughs> it is a chicken shit. Well, we glossed over the That's not shits. a Johnny Raincloud. Okay, well, for mine today, Johnny Raincloud. Like, you know. oh, do you have a Johnny Raincloud, Sean? I do. Oh, do you really? I, do. I, I thought out of pure petulance. Hold on, because we're not going to be able to play this. If I was playing the because you'll never probably play again for the Carlton Football Club. You kidding? I am Queens Boulevard. That's for Jack Martin getting um, the game finally. He did some okay stuff. I just think he blew up as far as first game back. Yeah. Anyway. But but he, you can see the class that he brings. You showed that a medium full. You need a medium Correct. forward. You it can't would, just have smalls so and just a, a, a note at impact. A note for our dear leader today. This is great chat. It needed to be in the chicken salads. Yeah, but we we kind of going we're now fl- four segments after that. <laughs> we're flying by the seat of our pants. I have got two Johnny Rain clouds. Johnny Rain cloud number one. People who used to drive like if you drove the same car as someone back in the day, you yep. give them a wave. Really? Yep. If you drove this, I could be waving a half the fuck. No, but like if you drove, <laughs> right. no, but like Commodore, uh, Commodore, Commodore, fairness, Commodore, it was, Commodore. It was sort of more nichey kind of cars. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like you know, a like, wave or like, like a little bit old, of a old minis or you know, yeah, uh, Beetles yeah, 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 or like yeah, yeah. Rovers or whatever, particularly niche little club car type vehicles. Generally speaking, you give you'd give each other a wave as you drove. Did a Megane give you a blank? No, I'm just saying. I just noticed it in general because I just thought it used to happen. I used to see it all the time. So, Dad, on the road is dead. It's dead, but there was a lot. There was a nice little level of like comradeship that you'd sort of you'd, you'd drive by. Dad obviously has the old mini, and even actually the new, the newer minis when they first came out, and they were less prevalent on the road. Um, there was a level of. Is it a countryman? Your dad's? No, there was a level of you know give a wave to the person coming the other way driving the same car. The only it time nice. you see that now is a clubman. No, is. No. Is there such a thing as a countryman? Have I made yep. that up? Um, yeah, there is. Bus drivers do that. Yes. Well, they know each other, yeah. generally. Yeah. They have a cup of tea before they start their shift. It'd be like Derek, if you. It'd be like you if you and I drove past each other on the road. I wouldn't just. I wouldn't just blank you. You fucking ram you. No, but I, I wouldn't just ignore <laughs> let's, you. Let's I'll... recall. Let's recall the days of you working out in the western suburbs, <laughs> sure. And what did you say? It was like, fa- it was like no, Fast and like, Furious. No, it was like fucking Fury Road. It was like Mad Max. You'd did get someone out. chase you? No, someone like tried to, for whatever reason, I was sitting, I was trying to rejoin one of the main fucking drags. I don't know. You'd know the name of the road if, you, if, you, if I could remember it. A boundary road or No, something. whatever it was. Mount it was like a, Road. It was like a, you know, a 
three or four lane each way type thing. Massive road. And I was on the little slip lane. I'd gone to the servo and I was on the little slip lane to rejoin the highway. And this guy like couldn't wait five seconds and he like sideswiped me and then tried to drive off. So I like pursued him for a little bit just long enough to get his license plate. And it was like, in the end, the damage wasn't too bad. We were able to, it was, it was on the, on the um, what are they called? Did he stop in the end? No, he just like drove off. But I was able to get his license plate. In the end, was all I needed. Yeah. Um, it was just weird. And then he like later on, like the police were like sort of contacted him, and he was like, "Oh, I didn't, uh, I didn't realize." Go really, you fucking dead shit. Lesser human beings out there. Is that all? No, I said I had two Johnny Rain clouds. Okay, next one, please. So Johnny Rain Cloud one. No courtesy, no wave when you're seeing fellow, you know, similar drivers out there, which is always nice. Johnny Rain Cloud two. Do either of you see that Apple Vision Pro thing? I've I've heard it get announced. It's, it's obviously it's the headset. Virtual it looks reality like the thing. most extraordinary piece of technology. Is it seven thousand dollars or something? No, I reckon it'll be five, three and a half American. Um, it it looks like it's a, the, lot, a lot of money. It looks like the most extraordinary piece of technology, and I don't say this lightly, that we have seen in some time. Like, uh, you, you reckon think, it's it's. Like, it will it's change, a game changer. It will change the way and, – and this is where I had the note, what responsibility does a company like Apple have when they release a product like this? Because this will change the way people live. Exist, yeah. It will change the way we live. Can you give us a quick breakdown? What, what? So it's a, it's a pair of goggles. It's almost like an augmented reality type headset which allows you to do and, – and, and this is the fear for me is that on the surface of it, you look at it and you go, gee, it looks like an incredible piece of technology and you put these goggles on and it's your iOS interface and you can bring up photos and you can watch a movie and you can make the screen fucking as big as you want. You can go out and sit in your backyard and put these goggles on and the screen can be 100 metres wide. And you yep. look at it and go, oh, you can sit in your like TVs. You won't necessarily need a big TV on the wall because you could just have a big blank wall and put the couch there and put the goggles on and the TV can be as big as you want it to be on this wall, mounted. You do emails, you can do tasks on it, FaceTime calls, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. And it picks up. You obviously, know, you tilt your head, it'll stay. Yeah, sort of. But anyway, so on the surface of things, if you think about what the iPhone was when that was released in 2007, yeah, it was revolutionary. And you went, that's incredible quantum leap forward in what handheld phones have been to this point. Mm. But 15, 16 years on, they're not that product anymore. They have evolved and morphed into something altogether different, different mm. which is altogether more consuming. And in the same way, the computer, as phenomenal as an invention as the computer was, the computer actually didn't really take off until the internet. Yeah. The computer didn't come alive until the internet was added to it. If you didn't have to write letters or... Yeah, it was nice. It was this... It, reports and stuff. It did make life easier. Mm. Like, it did make life easier in that, but it was, a, it was just the next evolution from a typewriter... And it just gave you a bit more margin for error and it was a little bit easier, blah, 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 blah. But then you look at this, you look at this headset thing and you think to yourself, this is what it is at the moment. What does it become in 10 years, in 15 years, in 20 years? And you go, I actually don't think it becomes anything good. Well, socially, like... I think it becomes isolating. It well, becomes, a phone is incredibly isolating. If, I can at least sit on a couch with Elise and we can watch a movie at home together. So the idea would be you would, you would have these goggles on. And so I sit next to Elise and with having, my goggles on. And having like a shared session. And so she can watch one thing, I'm watching something else. There's got a lot of Demolition Man about it. <laughs> Dust. No, you know what it's got about it. People Let's immediately... have sex. Put the... Put the uh... Yeah. yeah but people... Theirs wasn't goggles, was it? What, it was just fluid like... transfer? <laughs> but people, people immediately oh, went to... Um, 
people immediately went to Ready Player One. Yep. And that's what it is. And you go, this isn't good. Ready Player One wasn't necessarily a good film, but the commentary it was making about what this technology leads us quite to do prophetic. was quite prophetic and quite sort His of best dangerous. mate was a girl. But you're sort of like, this isn't a good thing. This is an incredible piece of technology and it actually might be the most seismic advance in technology that we have seen in God knows how long. Hmm. First of the key. What? First of the key. Yes, terrible. Um, but you the point, like it. No, nah, not really. Just solace. But the point, the point. I think there's the, elements to it that were good. The point I've got here is that, like, you look at this thing and you look at this piece of tech in isolation, and you're sort of going, "This is." And if you watch the video, you go, "This is unbelievable." Go, what you? If this is if this product is what you say it is. This is unbelievable. Who launched it? Apple. No, I know who. Who? It was, was just. A, it was like a, a, a 10, 12 minute video. Okay. So. And actually, someone made the point. This is the first major Apple product that wasn't launched by the CEO. Yeah, that's why I'm saying who launched. As in, I, that's, that's usually it was, it was the, telling you how to use it, how you can use it, what its applications are. And in this case, it was just played in this trailer. And I can't stress it enough. Outrageous piece of technology. But like every meaningful piece of technology that's come before, if it changes the way you live, we have to ask the question, is it a good thing? So if you go back in time however long and you think about what was the benefit of the printing press, which was a – you think about it, it's such a quaint thing now, but at the time, what was the benefit of the printing press? Or well, you got to disseminate news to everybody. But more yep. important than that. Got people reading. Got people reading. Yep. So literacy before movable type yep. was – it wasn't important. Like you didn't, you didn't need didn't to know need. how to read. Yeah. But after movable type – Because what are you reading? After movable type – Literacy increased. Butcher. And by virtue of that, <laughs> you know, quality of life increases. Yeah. Intelligence increases. And you're like, that's actually a really important, really positive step. Yeah. And you keep going, you keep moving forward, all sorts of different technological advancements. And, and as you say, the, car, the, the computer and iPhone and all that sort of stuff would have exposed more people to um, the potential for um, I think we're education. At an, I think we're at an inflection point, Tim, where the internet unlocked the computer and it, it opened things up, but then now we're at the point now where it's going... Shut it down, shut it down. But we're at the Skynet kind of point where <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's almost getting to where it's... Where, where, like the, I just look at this thing and think, so it's something stupid. Like I wanted to do something at the footy club the other week with um, I want to have them play some video games. And I was like, we'll get them on Halo. We'll, get a four, we'll put it on a big projector in the meeting room and we'll film the boys playing Halo and we'll just have them talk crap amongst themselves and you know, have a bit of fun running around the map. And it's an easier game to do that with because it's sort of less real, if you will. It's a more cartoony sort of thing, aliens and stuff. Mm. No, you can't play local co-op anymore. Wow. They've taken it out of the game. You can't play local split screen anymore. They've just taken that fu- – they've taken it out. That functionality so no if, longer exists. So if you wanted to come over and play – we'll play Halo together, we can't. You're playing on your screen. You actually have to stay at your house and – play me over the internet on it. Wow. And it's sort of like, I just thought, that's a real shame. Well, and as you say, there's there's a big... And thing. this just feels like a step towards more stuff like that where well, you don't yeah. have to leave your house. You don't have to go and, and do this. And, you don't have to go and have a coffee with Tim. You don't have to go to the movies with Fab. And one of the biggest things in society at the moment, and they're saying one of the biggest health issues at the moment is um, loneliness. Isolation. And isolation and a lack of connection. And like... Uh, we're three buffoons that come here every single week and we talk shit in here completely unedited 
new host, all thumbs on the board, all that sort of stuff. But it's connection. And people listen to us and we love it that they do because people need to feel like they belong to something. This is a snapshot and this is the organic sort of the snapshot yep. of this conversation. We hope that people connect with that. Absolutely. And it, it feels real because it is real. And then, as I said, the note I had here was, does a company like Apple have a responsibility when they release something like this regarding... Just because you could doesn't mean it's Ian Malcolm. Yep. Just because you could, you never stop to ask if you should. Yep. And it's this... I, I, you I, stood on the shoulders of giants. Slapped it on a lunchbox <laughs> and you sold it. <laughs> like, so I just I, I watched this trailer and I just thought... This, I think you've made... Sean, I thought you, this have, is, you have a greater depth than I realised that you had and I love you for it. But I just thought this is the most extraordinary piece of technology we will ever see in our lifetime, potentially. Oh, yeah, and is it greater. Oh, this is pretty massive. Oh, it's out there. And you go, this is seismic and what does it do? What does it mean? Where does it lead us? Yep. Uh, we should have grave concerns. Having said all that... I will probably buy one, <laughs> but because it just lo- it just looks. Yeah, if, but if you don't buy one now, you will eventually buy because you have to. Like, but when you buy it, it won't cost five thousand dollars. See, but even at the start, I don't need a phone. People you say, oh, yeah, I don't need a mobile. I don't. Need-. No, everybody needs a mobile. Well, people don't buy it- people don't buy watches now because I have the time on my phone. So I don't need a watch. This is going to be weird. I've actually, and obviously, I've gotten older and I've got a little bit more every day, mate. Money. Um, I've actually ventured into the watch oh. realm. I like them. I love a watch. Yeah, so do I. But I've always had, but people... I could never afford one. Well, like I, I whenever I've never I... got it. I've well, never got it. I've never got the mm. idea of the big timepiece. I've never, never understood it. A mechanical timepiece. Lovely piece again. Lovely piece of technology in those handmade Swiss watches and those. It's a phenomenal piece of engineering. Yep. You get wonderful, but it's like I just got this Apple Watch. And it tells me the time. I had an Apple Watch, and which great. Pete bought for me. And, and it's great. You just go, oh, yeah, it's whatever time it is. I and don't you go, fantastic. But that's the it thing. just keeps telling me to stand up. You can turn that <laughs> off. Well, I, I always struggle. No, I don't struggle. When it when it's Elisa's birthday or it's Christmas or whatever, and I want to buy her, I always sort of think I want to buy something for Elise that she wouldn't buy for herself. Lingerie. No, I buy that for me. <laughs> not to, you you not don't to have to wear, wear it. I was going to say, you don't to have to wear it. But <laughs> I tend to derive more benefit from this product. You're going to do things differently, Elise. <laughs> well, I'll be pivot. the one dressing up. <laughs> um, but no, no. And so you always sort of think, and, and Elise has necklaces. She doesn't really do bracelets. And, and it's, it's actually one of those funny things, and you'll, you'll have been through this, Fab. You can't buy your wife a necklace when she's breastfeeding because – Babies are, you know, you mm. just they break them and wreck them and all that sort of stuff. So there are there are certain things that you can't buy. But your boys are way too old to be breastfeeding. Well, they are now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's good to know. But uh, and and yeah, and so you um, you you adapt and 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 she's got a couple of rings. Again, she's not a bracelet kind of a girl. I buy her earrings and all that sort of stuff. But I've always wanted to buy her a watch. Because she doesn't wear one. And I said, oh, do you want me to buy a watch? She goes, I won't use it. I won't wear it. You know, and it doesn't mean – she goes, it doesn't mean anything to me. I, Are I, you at the point of your I relationship – my phone on my watch uh, – on my – sorry, I look for the time on my watch or my computer and that's all I need. Are you at the, time, the stage with Lise where it's like, unless you tell me what you want, you get nothing? Well, often she'll just buy herself something and saying, we'll say that's from, from me and vice versa. It depends on – But I do – I really do like buying her something, something that – is a surprise because you it actually that, shows you put genuine thought in and effort. And, and effort. You made it that terrible cake. <laughs> no, it was a beautiful cake. Yeah, it looked terrible. 
Really? Yep. Well, 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 it's all she deserved after the effort she put into yours. Stop um, it. Stop it. <laughs> she's listening now, remember? <laughs> Elise is a new listener. She's, she's come on board in the she's last She's not month. listening this far in. Um, no, no, no. She, she walks a long way and she was very keen to see uh, how the dynamic of today was going to go after the uh, uh, group text meltdowns. It wasn't, it wasn't were, a meltdown. Happening. It there was, was no a meltdown. robust, it was a robust <laughs> no meltdown. discussion. And I love how it's – and I love you. Very few people on this planet – I hold in the regard that I hold you, Timbo. But oh, thanks. I love how you'll let me take all the blows. Oh. All the blows. <laughs> all the blows. And then Sean comes in. Sean's still very amicable with Tim. I rock up. So, can, we rock start, can we just bring the rock, listeners in for a rock moment? Rock'em, sock'em, robots. So, <laughs> Fabian was at pains to tell us over the last day or two, I need to, got an early day, got an early day, got an early Come start. Come on, we can almost I got, be done by 12.30. I got an early start. I got an early start, boys. Got to get to the office. Got an early start. Mm. We beat Fab to work. <laughs> Do you not want he to know what? In, he rolled into work at quarter to ten. Yeah, I've got an early start, boys. Yeah. got a big day. Why, why is that, Timbo? Because the Blues shit again? No. <laughs> I had to turn around and go back home. Okay. <laughs> so what, you would have been here at, what, nah, ten minutes earlier? Twenty past nine. Okay, so you had an early day, but you would have been here at twenty past nine. Yeah, no, okay. I've got an early day because I've got to get some stuff done before yeah, I have things day. in the afternoon. Big day, big day. Got to get it. Just got to make sure he's done it. Uh, got to get it. Get in the office at half past nine. Yeah, but day. in fairness, a twelve thirty start, he'd be still here at four. Early and, and start. Well, why yeah. didn't he do the stuff he needs to do after work, before work? Because Kelly isn't available this afternoon. I have to take care of my kids. It's called what's, being a parent. What's she Sean. doing? She's got personal things to attend to. Okay. Uh, hedgehogs. <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> Yeah. She's baking. <laughs> anyway, that was one of my favourite fab fab moments. Really got an early start at work. I got to get there at ten o'clock. It's like the moment in Ted when he goes, uh, "Can you set the alarm for ten thirty? I got a big day tomorrow." <laughs> You're an idiot. It's just like well, when no. I didn't bring the past open the office. So Timbo's giving us the wind up. We got to do millionaire dick face. Oh, well, hasn't that fucked you, Sean? Is Sean my uh, life on? No, I've got the question. Ah, oh, okay. you got the question. Oh, you got the question. I've got a question, but let's go with yours. Okay. Yep. You ready, Tim? I'm ready. Originally conceived as a pilot for a TV show, before becoming a feature-length movie, the first version of what would become Heat was called what? <laughs> L.A. Wars. L.A. Nights. L.A. Crime Wave. Or LA Takedown. So Michael Mann made this as a TV show, potentially. It was a pilot. It aired in August of 1989. It uh, was not obviously picked up as a pilot. And then uh, I think it was just, just its own thing on TV for a little bit. People didn't mind it. And he revisited it five or six years later and turned it into an absolute masterpiece. I've, I've never seen it. Bit of trivia. For you, Timbo. That's that the is, whole point of the fucking segment. Uh, that is segments. related. That is related to the question. <laughs> this episode was aired directly after Friday Night Football on when Carlton played Richmond, and the scoreboard was on, on fire. fire. I was watching that at the Doncaster Football Club. So Channel Seven immediately sharks, after that Friday Night Football. This was played, and this is how I got to know. Heat. No, because I was like, we were all sitting back. I was at a friend's house. It's like, how do how do we know the dialogue in this crap TV show? 
And uh, turns out it's because we've seen heat. So basically, yeah, Michael Mann made it and was like, this is, a, this is actually, we could do this better if it's not going to become a TV show because he'd obviously done Miami Vice. Is we could we could do it better, and he revisited it later and turned it into Heat, which is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, I was going to say, don't. Has it got Val Kilmer in it? Yeah, Val Kilmer in it. Or as Pete likes to call him, Val Kilmore. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you do you want to be? Do you want to be? I I can't. I know the answer. You know the answer. Do I then get a fifty-fifty? Yes. Yes. He's the host. No, you don't. Give me a fifty-fifty. He doesn't get a fifty-fifty. Well, this is He boring. doesn't even remember what the I'm options not, are. He's, right, he's the, writing, them, writing them down. LA Wars, LA Knights, LA Crime Wave, LA Takedown. I've got no fucking idea. That's give the point a, of the segment. Give me a 50-50. Okay, which one sounds... Team. Well, if, hey, okay. Hey, hey. Cool your jets. So, if I was going to Stop try and him. have a... I haven't a, helped him. A, You're a, having a conversation with him about it. <laughs> if, if I was in charge and I'm producer and I'm putting all this shit together and I want to market this... That's the point of the segment, Tim. I'm not calling it LA Wars. I think it's too divisive and I don't think people are coming on board with it. LA Nights, I can see it, but it sounds more soft porn, so I'm not going LA Nights. <laughs> I'm happy with LA Crime Wave and LA Takedown. I think it sort of sounds a little bit more, it's got an edginess to it, and I think people are, are coming on board and saying, yeah, we're, this this sounds interesting. I like who's now working at the marketing department at NBC. Well, well you have to. You asked for it. That's it. <laughs> so, all that being said, I'm drawing a line through LA Nights, I'm drawing a line through LA Crime Wave. I'm not completely out on LA Wars, but... I am very, very comfortable with LA takedown. I'm going to lock in D. Let's go with it, Cliffy. Final answer. Final answer, D, takedown. Timbo. Don't like the, that look you're giving me. I'm the Spice Man Live! <laughs> it is correct. It is LA takedown. Woo! <laughs> he was due. <laughs> Tell you you what, I the NBC marketing department could be come a call. I don't know what's happening there, Sean. Jesus Christ. What was your question? I'm pushing buttons all over the Fucking sensational. Do you want to know my question? Yeah, let's run your question. Look, can we do this as a team? Could do it as a team. Oh, you want to be on board now? I was actually going to pose it to you, given that you're out of your normal league. Well, let's go then. Jesus Christ. Can you make me a coffee? He's hosting. No, you make yourself a coffee. I don't know how to. Sean. (laughs) What the fuck? In 1718, which pirate died in the battle off the coast of what is now North Carolina? Is it Calico Jack? Is it Blackbeard? Is it Bartholomew Roberts? Or is it Captain Kidd? I must say, Fabian, I don't know. That's <laughs> uh, it's, it's, See, this is why. You know, you, you're giving him the question here. They're like, you, you got to be sensible with these questions. This is ridiculous. you got to kick it to the fat side. you got to do better than that, Tommy. you got to push the band, Tommy. you got to compete. Um, push the left button first, Timbo. Now push that pot. This music all the way actually works expertly for Tim trying push to push the pot out. with your finger. I don't know why Fab couldn't just stand up, but so I'm hosting. 
<laughs> this music actually works really well for Tim trying to figure out that uh, coffee machine. He's sticking his hands in it now. <laughs> you need a pod, Tim. Jesus. Oh, no. uh, what are my options? Sorry. A. Calico Jack. Yeah. Blackbeard. B. Blackbeard. Bartholomew Diaz. <laughs> Diaz. No. Bartholomew Roberts. C. Or Captain Kid with a double D. As in Jugs. Jason Kid. I think I say he had huge breasts. <laughs> What's um, that got to do with it? It's just a look inside. You said kid mind. with a double D. Oh. oh. <laughs> um, I've got ab- I missed that altogether. I've got absolutely no idea, and I'm just wondering if this has been adapted into, if this is a character maybe that's made their way into media somehow. That's right, I don't want a coffee, Tim. Um, <laughs> like, a, what was that show with um, the guy that played... Uh, Oh, what was his name? He played the bad guy in Die Another Day, and he was in that uh, pirate show. And you just wonder if he's a, if he was a character who made his way there, because Blackbeard's obviously the obvious one everyone knows of. Blackbeard, North Carolina, and and when you've said that he died, like America hadn't even been colonized, like, uh, America colonized. Been colonized at that point in time. Oh, there's nothing coming out. Oh, it's dangerous. Push the button, Tim. Push it again. That's it. That's, just, that's it. Let it go. Let it go. Make me own coffee. And they aren't as far down, obviously, as the Caribbean at no. that point in North Carolina. Caribbean or Caribbean? It's a shit. It's Caribbean. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh, Do you want a 50-50? Yeah, sure. Okay, we're going with a 50-50. We're eliminating A, Calico Jack. Yep. And Why the fuck does he get a 50-50? And D, Captain Kidd. So this is okay because, again, I didn't have much of an so idea. So it's between Blackbeard and Bartholomew Roberts. Now, Bartholomew Roberts stood out to me only because I'm, I can't draw this guy's name, but I just wonder if he was the basis of this character in this TV show played by whatever this actor's name is. He was the bad guy in Die Another Day. Remember, he was the, the, the Korean guy and he, he had the surgery to turn himself into the English guy in James Bond's vision. Remember, he, he was. They thought he. Is he the one with all the sparkles no, on his face? No, he's his henchman. And he was the guy in uh, Fast and the Furious. Yeah. No, he was. He's. He's. He eaten by the Komodo dragon. His, no, that was in Skyfall. His boss was this guy who was a Korean, the son of the general or whatever. Yeah. And they think that he's died, but he's actually turned himself into this disgusting British, suave British man. Uh, so I'm going to go with Bartholomew Roberts. We're locking. Final answer. Could be completely wrong. Final answer? Yeah. Sean Peter Budge. He's locked in C, Bartholomew Roberts. Building up the anticipation here. Unfortunately, ah, well. <laughs> it is B, Blackbeard. Ah. I now understand how you get so much joy out of me failing. <laughs> I mean, that was much harder question than any of you've been fucking I'd have asked. gone Blackbeard, but that's just me. Bullshit. I had this question because, obviously, when I got given the hosting gig, I thought, we'll put Sean in the hot seat. But I, there was clues in there. Because he's got... Because <laughs> he's got a beard. <laughs> I'm just trying to find... Um... Kenny, Blackbeard, Cliffy... 
Loggins. <laughs> Sorry, just give me one sec. I'm just going to try to find this guy. It's really annoying me what this guy's name is. Toby Stevens. I was thinking Dan Stevens. Toby Stevens. Toby Stevens played um, <laughs> Gustav Graves. Um, he played midfield for West Coast. What was that show that he was in? The pirate show. He was lost in space, of course. He was John Robertson, the dad in Lost in Space. All right. Um, oh, where's this show? Black Sails. I was, well, I was obviously wrong, but he played Baby. Captain Flint. And I was just like... Larry. Um, yeah, so he was, the idea was he was, he was, he was uh, the main guy before um, Treasure Island, like in the, the adventures before the classic Treasure Island story. And I'd sort of known that he, at some point, I think he died in the show. And I was like, eh. And I, and I only knew that. I knew that he did, definitely didn't play Blackbeard. It's a cool story. Still wrong. Oh, like <laughs> the story that inspired this segment, Tim. With Very the parietal good. bones are on the whatever. Well, that takes us to the end of this lovely episode. Um, yeah, thank you all yeah, for... We won't, won't be doing that again. Um, <coughs> so for me, the Fubaganoush. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Fubaganoush. For Tim Davis. Fabian, I think you've been phenomenal Today, uh, thrust into responsibility at very thrust late is my middle name. Captain Thrust over here. Uh, well done. That's it. We will get Sean back on the, the dials later yeah. on. It was just the fact that we he didn't have enough time to prepare. No. And we were happy. And we're good enough and more than capable enough to be able to step up and still give the people what but they want. But our fearless leader will be back. Thank you, Sean. And I'm, uh, I I, I'm glad that we didn't have to push too hard. Always a pleasure, Fabian. That's all I've been waiting for. Well done. Fucking Jesus. Sean? <laughs> yeah, goodbye. Is that all you're giving us? Yep. All right, Adivadanchi Nagazzi, Prenda DJ will be playing in the background. Hope you all have a lovely, long Roxy. weekend.